0: Welcome to the Autonomy Talent Podcast, where we feature creatives, discuss what they do, what they do to promote their creative endeavors, and try to come up with new methods that might boost their results and yours. We'll also have the occasional industry expert here to talk about what's new in digital marketing. So enjoy the show and remember to always live intentionally. Good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever it is, wherever you're listening to this. Welcome to another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. I have another really special guest coming to us today, all the way from South Africa. Please welcome Lauren Nordstrom. How are you doing, Lauren?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really good. I'm good.
0: Awesome. So, um, it's... We already discussed earlier, before we started recording, this about 5 o'clock in the evening where you are right now. It's 10 o'clock over here in, in Texas in the U.S. And yeah, it's it's
1: crazy. It's it's crazy to think about, you know, how we're both experiencing such a different um, moment right now, but all, uh, on different sides of the world.
0: I know you're, like, right at the end of the work day, and I'm, like, honestly, I've, I've been up for about an hour and a half, and I'm just, just working <laughs> on my second cup of coffee. Well, but I think after fir-
1: this, I'll probably go back to bed.
0: <laughs> Excellent. It's not the furthest person away that I've actually done an interview with so far. I've, It's I a little really- further than I did. A, I've, I've spoken with people in the UK and in Holland, which you're mm. definitely considerably further than them if you count how far much further south <laughs> you are. <'Cause> <laughs> but you're probably close to uh, the same distance away as uh, many. Uh, this drummer uh, from... Uh, Singapore that I've did an interview oh, wow. with recently. I haven't aired that one yet because I'm holding that one back because she has a release, uh, an album release with her band that's coming up like in just a few weeks. So she, she oh, asked wow. me to hold, hold it back to like drop just before the, the album comes out to kind of yeah. build some buzz. I'm like, absolutely.
1: Well, that's great. It sounds like you're making friends all over the world.
0: That's the point. I mean, that's the plan. <laughs> you
1: can just go bring on many in... holidays.
0: Exactly. Bringing yeah. the indie artist community together from around the yeah. world
1: <clears throat> I love it you're doing a great service
0: it's amazing just just from Twitter alone how many people I've met and from how many places it's just incredible
1: yeah yeah I'm also learning the reach of social media the potential reach um, so it's 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 mad and yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far
0: awesome yeah y'all, y'all have a you sound almost British, I, I assume that's because the, the British colonized South Africa many, many, many moons ago, right?
1: <laughs> well, um, I, I'm sure there's that influence in culture, but I'm actually, I'm half South African, half British. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I get my accent from my dad.
0: Awesome, awesome. Mm. Yeah. I'm just a mutt like most people over here in the U.S. We all came, you know, our ancestry is all from somewhere else. <laughs> Except for the few people that have you know, some Native American, you know, um, typically referred to as Indians, but that's really not a politically correct term anymore. <laughs> um, there's there's still a lot of that ancestry here too, but um, we're all from elsewhere. Even most of them are, they have interminglings from something. Like I'm, my ancestry is all, pretty much all English Scottish, oh, really? a little Irish, and German, heavily German. My dad's side was pretty much all German. Gelvik and Schultz were my grandparents. Wow. My, wow. my grandmother's maiden name was Schultz. No, I have never been to Europe. When I, I was in the Navy years ago, and I've been all over Southeast Asia, and I've even been to Africa once. I was oh, in fantastic. Kenya. I to spend like two days in, in uh, Mombasa, mm. Kenya. But Beautiful. I've never got to go to Europe. The closest I got was when we were in the Persian Gulf. We were uh, anchored off the coast of oh, Kuwaiti wow. City for like a month. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you definitely have to. I mean, it's it's a, it's a must-see. There's so many beautiful sights there.
0: Oh, there's so many things I want to see in Europe. It's like mm. the the list is longer than my arm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I recently just went stuff. to Paris. Blew me away.
0: Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, that's that's definitely on the list. The Apple Tower and all the and the Louvre and all that in Paris is definitely on the list. And of course, I want to see my I had a grandfather who was in World War II and he was stationed in Italy as a bomber oh, wow. pilot um, at the ba- they had a little airfield that set up right at the base of Mount Vesuvius.
1: That's crazy. You have you have some crazy family history there. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, it it really was. He he's got pictures of like Taken through the bomb sites, looking straight down on the crater of Mount Vesuvius, and it's still smoldering. Um, Whoa! It's That's crazy. And you That's just insane. just know that that thing could go off at any minute again, and like have another Pompeii.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Or like but I've actually. well, No, I was just I was just about to say I've I've never I, I think I've only I've be, I visited New York and Las Vegas, but I haven't. Are you you're based in Dallas?
0: yeah Fort Worth it's like it's the twin city of Dallas it's like one big metro area Dallas is on the east and Fort Worth on the west
1: oh right okay yeah <clears so throat> i haven't I haven't spent much time on that side, but I'd love to come and visit and and see more
0: yeah, it's it's different a lot of people have a some wild misconceptions of what Texas is like. <laughs> you go into downtown Dallas and it looks just like downtown Minneapolis or downtown Chicago or pretty much Detroit well maybe not Mm -hmm. detroit but um but it's it's just another big modern city like any other yeah some parts of fort worth they still have held on to that that um cowboy feel for nostalgia purposes and for tourism purposes there's like a whole thing they, they call there's an area down there they call the stockyards and it's there is like a little stockyard area and an actual rodeo arena there but then there's like a lot of little like shops and but, bars yeah. and restaurants and stuff all up and down the strip and it's called it's just the stockyard area so it's it's a touristy area and, but if you get like outside of that mm. there's really not much cowboying going on around here but then you <laughs> That's like I a could shame. drive through my neighborhood here and it's, it's funny i was um just a week or so ago i had to I don't remember where I was going, but I was driving through this little neighborhood not far away, and it's just a suburban neighborhood with single-family homes, mm. probably around mm. 2,500 to 3,500 square foot, and I'm driving through, and suddenly there's, like, a whole block that that is fenced off, and there's horses in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you don't, just, just you at random. don't see that. <laughs> yeah, well, you definitely don't see that here, so that's interesting.
0: So what is... I have... My knowledge of South Africa is actually very limited. Mm. Uh, i just, you know, hear what we hear in the news, or the apartheid when that was going on back in yeah. the 80s, 90s, um, yeah. and that was, you know, that whole thing. Everybody knew about that, but mm. beyond that sorted history, and and of course Mandela and Mandela and his history, I, I don't mm. really have a whole lot of like I don't know what the is really like there.
1: Yeah. I mean I, that's I I, it's funny I think a lot of people either they know a lot or they know absolutely nothing it's um it's I think it's a, a really well hidden secret cuz Cape Town's beautiful it's it's such a beautiful place to visit um and we get a lot of tourism I think that's our main sort of uh fuel
0: <laughs> Man my my african geography is just not up to par <laughs>
1: Well you know I'm I'm it's terrible I live here but I I'll meet tourists and they have seen more of Africa than I have because I don't really leave Cape Town.
0: Yeah, that's same thing here. Like I was talking to my brother way back on episode one of this show. It was just a, my brother and I sat down and had a little chat live right here in the studio. And uh, we were talking about I've lived here in the Dallas Fort Worth area for more than 20 years now going on 22 years this fall. Yeah, and I have never once visited, like, well, there's a lot of the touristy stuff here I haven't seen, but I've never even once visited the spot in downtown Dallas where John F. Kennedy was shot. Oh wow! It, I mean, I could drive there in 30 minutes from where I'm at right now. Yeah, and I've I've never been.
1: there. <laughs> yeah, well, I I think it's like when you know it's so close, there's no real need to go and see the tourist sites.
0: Right, so go out right there, and yeah. let let all the yeah. tourists go see that stuff. Yeah,
1: next time I'll get around exactly
0: exactly how many things do we not get around to
1: oh my goodness so much i have tourists telling me what i should go and see and then that's <laughs> that's the worst part about it all
0: <laughs> you got to get the tourists to come in and be your tour guide
1: yeah yeah it, it happens it happens more than you would think
0: and some of the like streets down here like my my brother again um reference my little brother he uh years ago when he used to come up here and he was younger and so was i and and we would go kind of clubbing downtown Dallas every once in a blue moon.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: And uh, I could almost never find my way back out of downtown back onto the highway to get back up north where we were at, at the time where I was living at the time. Mm-hmm. and he and he would give me so much hell. He's like, dude, you have been falling down drunk in <laughs> countries all over Southeast Asia, and somehow managed to stumble your ass back to your ship but you can't find your way out down <laughs> of downtown in the city where you live <laughs> Where are you going going oh,
1: you just you just kind of rely on the fact that you'll bump into someone you know and they'll guide you guide you home safely
0: exactly or nowadays you just plug it in i just like tap 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 about three taps and my map app is up and i yeah. tap and hit home boom and it direct and it yeah. just takes me there
1: <laughs> what would we do without these things
0: yeah, it, honestly, I don't remember what it was even like when we had to rely on paper maps,
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm kind of glad <laughs> I don't want to remember.
1: <laughs> Definitely it seems like age the yeah.
0: now. There's a lot of stuff like my daughter. Like she's uh 12 years old. She was born in 2007, the same year the first iPhone was released. So touch screen phones have been a thing her entire life. For her, a phone That's is something it has a is just a full screen on the front of it.
1: Yeah yeah that's yeah. i it's i'm very i i kind of envy them but also at the same time i appreciate that um it was kind of this brand new thing for me as a as a as a child
0: right i was i was well into my dodo before that came along and it was like oh this is incredible <laughs> i remember the first time i saw an iphone i was still i was still rocking a blackberry in, in yeah. the architecture field at the time and uh this one uh, consultant of ours came in and he had the brand new iphone it was like the First model of iPhone, it was like Mm. they didn't even have a number after it was just the iPhone. Yeah, and uh,
1: everyone wanting to touch it, I bet it was like this shiny and brand new.
0: Oh yeah, well he showed me the map app, which was crude as back then compared to what we have now. But at the time, Mm. it was mind blowing, and he, he was able to like show me how you just nowadays it's like we don't even think about it, but the just the act of like pinching to zoom yeah (laughs) that blew me away it's like he's gonna spread his fingers apart and zoom in i was like
1: whoa that is so cool (laughs) (laughs) if only we were as easily impressed now um i think we we all now just get frustrated with the technology if it's taking too slow to load or
0: yeah if it takes an extra nanosecond we're like oh
1: come on hurry up yeah it's broken Yeah. yeah yeah i know what you mean
0: it's crazy because I mean I was on dial up years ago trying to do stuff and I mean I was trying to game via dial up first person <laughs> shooter games. <laughs> that was true. <crazy.
2: laughs>
0: it's like your lag is so bad you you fired like twelve rounds and then you realize suddenly the lag catches up and you're like oh he would already shot me before I ever even got <laughs> off, <shot laughs> off one round. Oh, that's funny.
1: That's
2: funny.
1: Well, but I, if oh, if, if I can ask, what's what's um what's the the lockdown the quarantine situation been like over there? Because oh, I yeah, think yeah. we we hear a lot in the media on this side, but obviously we you you don't really know the full story.
0: Right, And right here has been a little bit different than other places in the country. Like New mm. York has been was hammered. I mean, they got hit hard, but that's because there's so many people crammed in such a small area. Like, yeah, I heard it told that a uh, you can take all five boroughs of New York City and fit them inside the landmass of our airport here.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, and there are, what, 14, somewhere 12, 14 million people that live there? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they are they just go vertical. Like, I had a uh, sociology professor in college who uh, was from New York, and he was telling me that, yeah, I had he said that he had – Grew up, growing up, he lived in this one spot where it, there were ten thousand people who lived on his side of his block. Whoa! <laughs> and that blew my mind because I come from a little town in West Texas, where my whole town was ten thousand people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's dense, yeah.
0: Like my whole town just stack them all on top of each other, and there you go. Mm.
1: Yeah, you know that's saying? crazy,
0: crazy, crazy. Last count I heard, uh, and I'm probably way off on this, is probably over five now. I think it was around four and a half million last I heard, but I think I recall hearing something, about we've gone over like five million people somewhere in the whole Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex area, which encompasses a very large area, like thousands of square miles.
1: Mm. Well, infected.
0: No, 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 no. That's our total population here.
1: Oh, right, right. Sorry, I was getting confused there.
0: <laughs> my bad, my bad. Yeah, I forgot we we're talking about the quarantine thing. Because um, <laughs> New York then was like locked down hard. They, I have a a band that they were a guest on the show here while back, and and um, they're a punk rock band from from New York, and they like can't get out at all. It was just trying to get together to practice with their other two bandmates. It was a married couple, and they have two other bandmates, and just trying to get together with the other two guys To practice was impossible They couldn't even yeah. get out To go to their practice studio They were completely yeah. locked down You weren't supposed to be out Unless it was an absolute necessity So, And they were yeah. enforcing the hell out of it But here it wasn't that bad We, Everybody was told to shelter in place um, A lot of stuff closed of course Like all dining rooms for all restaurants Fast food, everything was shut completely down drive throughs Kind of Tapered off. Some of them closed for a while, but then, like, within a week or two, they the drive thru started opening back up. So, drive thru's have been busy. Like, but you go buy one, like, every drive thru line, a couple of weeks ago at least, until they started opening places back up a little bit, drive thru lines, there would be 12 to 15 cars in every drive thru everywhere. It was just crazy. But we just recently, last week, they released, they um, kind of backed off on some of the restrictions. And then this past weekend it was Memorial Day here in the U.S. And they backed them off a little bit further here around the Dallas and Fort Worth sides. They, they're they a little different depending on which side you're on. But even Dallas um, reduced their restrictions a bit more. So restaurant dining rooms are open, but they have to enforce social distancing. So like the sea of loose tables in the middle will be completely closed down. Only the booths are available and yeah. every other booth is like taped off. So you can't sit there. So. That, that's how they're getting around, and all the staff is all wearing masks, and you yeah. don't even have any condiments or salt and pepper or anything on the table. You get out, and you have a paper mm-hmm. menu that they give you when you walk in, and nothing else. And Anything they bring you, like, they don't even take your tea glass to go refill it. They'll just bring you a new glass.
1: That's crazy. Well, I suppose, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we have – it's been complete lockdown here haven't left um my 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 house in two months so um wow. i'd be i'd be happy to get out and and look at some paper menus
0: <laughs> i believe it. it it was just last week the first time i got to go out in two months to actually go eat I, i'd hit a drive through just close by a couple of times prior to that but mostly i've been staying here and eating and i've i have gone out because i didn't stock up on a bunch of stuff ahead of time so like yeah. every Every th- three to four days or something like that, I'll make a quick run down to the grocery store. It's like five minutes yeah. away, and I'll pick up a few things to last me for a few days and come back home. Yeah. I don't ever want to get a whole big load of stuff because then I've got to like push a cart and, and deal with all that. You know, I don't really trust the carts, yeah. but even then, even still, the uh, at the grocery store they have a a guy that's just full time in the lobby where the where the carts are. He's mm. got a row of them stacked up right as you come in the door that are all backed up against the wall. You just grab one, and they're the ones that he's all sanitized completely. And then hes that's what all he's doing all day is sanitizing carts oh, and wow. setting them over here and getting them ready so as you come in. There's a sanitized cart right there ready for you.
1: Well, it's good to know that you can feel safe just going to the grocery store. So there's there's a bonus there.
0: It is. And I just heard the numbers last night. um, in the U S that's like, there's like been 100,000, 100 and some fatalities.
1: Oh goodness. It's really sad to know that this, you know, that this is going on and, um, it's, it's really scary. I, I I still can't quite, uh, grapple with the, with what's happened.
0: It's a crazy time. And like, I've had conversations with many people over the past couple months about, you know, how much of this stuff is going to be these changes will be permanent moving forward and how much will relax a little bit but you know full well that the world has completely changed as we know it and it'll never be completely back the way it was so, yeah.
2: yeah
0: like like they first started like at the grocery stores they had just like a little like wooden frame they kind of built real quick to slap some plexiglass on to and set it on on the counter so you kind of had a sneeze guard between you and the checker but now you go in there and they've got like a quarter inch thick piece of plexiglass that's hard bolted with washers and gaskets and you know rubber gas boots and Mm -hmm. such that's hard bolted to the millwork you know to the check stand checkout stand now so it's a permanent fixture at this point so i would expect a lot of that like the sneeze shields and stuff in front of the checkers is probably going to be permanent after this and if it helps you know alleviate like every year it helps alleviate a Few thousand cases of the flu and such like that man, it's worth mm. it just to leave them up there yeah
1: yeah definitely I, I I have to agree there it's just it's it's mad to definitely be present during such a, um, a, a momentous kind of event
0: it really like is this. it's, it's real
1: yeah yeah
0: I, like I can't even I, I would never guess that they would completely shut everything down like this this was of course it was unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this. Yeah. So nobody knew what to do. And now yeah. I try to avoid any of the uh, the social media bickering about it because everybody's complaining about this person screwed up this and this person screwed up that. You know, mm-hmm. Trump did this, the C D C did this, China did this. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what? Everybody along the line screwed up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they all they all they all did some good stuff and they all messed up in a few places, you know, and just to try to criticize them they're all just humans like the rest of us trying to trying to work through this as best they can just yeah let it be and just focus on you and do what you need to do to keep you safe
1: yeah i think it it, it is what it is and we can only yeah. just do what's best for ourselves and and help others if we can
0: just so ride it out
1: we're just doing it together
0: <laughs> yep that's also you know giving me an opportunity to focus more on this, which has been great because yeah. I've really been enjoying this. I was having to like keep my episodes pretty short before because I was still working a day job in architecture yeah. and I was um just having to do this in the evening, so I was like thirty forty minutes was about as long as I wanted to deal with this because I had to edit it and all that stuff afterwards but yeah. and now i've I had one episode that was like an hour and fifty minutes long, so I oh, just wow.
1: never. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You know, I I think I'm battling with this um, situation because I know that a lot of people out there are struggling and really thinking about, you know, how they're going to put food on the table and take care of their families. And I I really think about them. And I, um, I almost, you know, feel guilty because in this situation, I've been able to um, I mean I'm very privileged to you know ha- have food and not have to worry too much about my future but it this this circumstance has been good for me uh, music wise and personally and um, so I I, you know I, I, I don't know how to deal with it because I I've quite enjoyed this quarantine
0: and I'm in the same boat here and it's it's, it's been a, a positive in, a, in many many ways for me yeah. so yeah. Um, but a lot of, a lot of people aren't having that same experience. I realize, mm. especially the ones who've yeah. lost, lost loved ones because of it. Definitely.
2: So, Definitely.
0: and I, I don't even know if that was, that was the cause of death. I've tried to ask around, but I don't want to seem nosy, but I like, it was on Facebook and one of my, uh, there's a group from my high school. There was a reunion group that was, post, mm. that was set up last year and, um, like someone posted on there that I, I didn't realize she was even sick because, like, last I'd seen it was like Easter. She was posting Easter egg pictures and such, and everything was going fine. Mm. And she, they shared a post in that group from her daughter that she had passed away.
1: Yes. Oh, no. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's awful.
0: Yeah, that was kind of a shocker. I thought, like, what the? Mm. And I, I don't, like I said, I don't know what the cause of death was, but the timing is suspect that it could have been yeah. COVID.
1: Yeah. I think it's it's also just highlighted the fragility of life, and so I think we're all a little bit more grateful um, about just the small things in life.
0: Definitely. You know? And another big benefit I've seen come from this is how the indie artist community has really banded together. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it too. You're on Twitter and such. You yeah. see how I mean. It's like everybody out there supporting each other. Is it is really cool to see it's it's been yeah, quite a quite impressive definitely.
1: yeah i was actually speaking to um i did a, a live um interview on instagram yesterday and we were just talking about you know how this has kind of changed the industry i think you know prior to this i think a lot of artists especially underground or um underrated artists weren't given a lot of um recognition or praise and i think Now that we're all locked inside and everyone's bored and seeking entertainment and seeking um, some sort of, you know, escape from reality. I think the work that artists do is so important and now is finally being recognized um, to the degree it should be. So I think it's, you know, it's a a really important time for anyone who's an artist or creating content um, because, you know, people finally really have the time and really want to find content.
0: Exactly. People have been sitting bored. Uh, I'm saying that yeah. like from the first couple of weeks of this, I was like, dude, people are dying for content. Yeah. Get, get out there and get in front of them. Get mm. sh- show them your stuff. Let people find you. So,
1: Definitely. Definitely. Uh, this I mean, this changed my whole career. I mean, in the last two months. um. I, I couldn't have ever foreseen what's happened. I've kind of—it's almost made me. Um, so I'm so grateful for this opportunity, really.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat here. Um, this whole deal has had caused a complete career shift for me. I was working on trying to build out autonomy talent. It's—it's um, it's going to develop into a talent agency and indie record label. That's oh, wow. all down the road a little ways. I'm not to that point just yet, but yeah. This has given me a chance to really dig full-time into this and do stuff like this, build up my brand equity that I can then turn around and share with all yeah. the rest of the indie community. Because every yeah. bit of brand equity I have, it just gets poured right back into them because I mm. come interview artists like you and share your share your stuff and do the indie artist spotlight yeah. episodes. Like I really enjoyed doing yours the other day. Um, well, this was last week. No, it was earlier this week.
1: Well, no, I, I, I oh, wanted to say was thank you week. so much for that, for the lovely oh, yeah, no words. Problem. I really appreciated it. It's um, it's a really amazing thing to get feedback from, you know, from someone from halfway across the world, which is, you know, just an amazing. And um, yeah, I'm I'm very appreciative. I think this is a very cool project, and I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: Absolutely, you know, what like I said in, in that um, episode, and if y'all don't know what we're talking about, if you go back and scroll down in your podcast player a few you'll find indie artist spotlight number four and that was where i featured three of lauren's tracks there you can go check that out when you're when we're done here but anyway um yeah i enjoyed that immensely and when you when i first discovered you when you were you had submitted one of your songs um for my quarantine's playlists on spotify
1: yeah
0: and like as as soon as the vocal started i was like it just grabbed me Wow, this girl's got an amazing voice.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That means a lot. I appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. I was like I said, there was a. I listened to probably close to a thousand tracks over the course of a little over a week. And I mean, that's all I was doing for several days, pretty much was scrolling through Twitter like the, the one post just blew up with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of submissions. I could, I lost count mm. at about like 300 and something.
1: That's but, crazy.
0: Yeah. It was insane. But I'm going through and listening to like, there was at least 200 artists because mm. there's over 180 songs on there. And there's a few that didn't make the cut. I was like, yeah, I just, it's just too amateur. I can't put that on yeah. here. But anyway, yeah. I was, I wasn't, I was not so bad. I didn't tell them that, but you know, there's yeah. a few that just, no, but, um, there's over 180 songs on that one mixed genre playlist, and that was just one song per artist. It's yeah, like just over 12 hours worth of music.
2: That's insane.
0: That <laughs> and the genres run the gamut of everything under mm-hmm. the sun. It's crazy the the mixture of yeah. stuff that's in there. How eclectic it is. I'm
1: but sure your your musical tastes have expanded since since starting this.
0: Most definitely, actually, I've actually been uh, really getting into more than more stuff that I kind of just had a cursory knowledge of, and I'm really kind of digging mm-hmm. into it a bit more. And especially yeah. as I'm learning the DAW software, so I never really bothered with that. I use, typically if I'm recording one of these episodes in-house, I use Audacity mm-hmm. because it's just simple. And for vocal, mm-hmm. just spoken word like this, it's more than adequate. Yeah. You can record instrumentation and such with it, but it's it's the quality is not quite that great, and there's you're limited on editing, and you don't have... Like a lot of the DAW software, you know, I'm sure you're aware that you can uh, go in and like you've got the it's separated out by beat and measure and all that stuff. And Audacity doesn't give you that. So it makes Mm. it a little bit more challenging when you go to try to edit. But it is what it is. But you can use it for music, but it's just more challenging. Yeah. But I've been trying to learn like uh, I've downloaded yeah, like most of the DAWs out there during this crisis have extended like 60 and 90 day trial periods, so you can check their stuff out. So Pro Tools, uh, um, Ableton, um, Reaper, yeah, In Track, those are some ones I've actually tried recently and I've tested out all of those. And getting into all that and learning those softwares and learning how to like actually create a beat from scratch in them and mm. how, to, how that all works and how to arm tracks for recording and everything. It's really given me a whole new level of appreciation mm. for people who are like producers who build those things, who the guys are oh, creating beats and, or other like EDM artists and such that I've talked with and whatnot. Mm. I just have a whole another level of respect for those. Yeah. People wow. That it's, is it's, so complicated.
1: It is. It's a, it's very complex uh, softwares and applications. I mean, I've I've definitely tried my hand at producing and creating beats. And, you know, I've <laughs> I've made some some amateur stuff that I thought sounded great. And then I, I put it next to, you know, my kind of colleagues or, you know, whoever I'm working with. And I realize that I don't know, not even a, like a fraction of what they know. Um, there's so much you can do on those applications. So I kind of just do what I do best and just stick to the singing and writing aspect and let them shine.
0: I feel you exactly. I'm just wanting to learn that software a little bit so I can do a few little things here and there. Like, um, one of the, my previous guests on here, his name is, um, Tom, but he goes by hipster pug on, on all the social accounts
2: mm. and
0: his, is uh, is as his artist name And he's an EDM artist from Holland. Mm -hmm. Super talented and extremely prolific. I mean, he creates stuff. uh, He probably, I think he said he created like a hundred different songs this last year. A lot of them are ones he wound up, it was a project he was working on and he got it to a certain point, but kind of got stuck and abandoned it. May circle back to it, you know, some other time. But like he's got hundreds of tracks like that. And some of them, a lot of which were never published. But Mm -hmm. he's got tons of them to work with, and he's actually working on putting together a new album right now. And previously, he had been like buying a beat or you know having someone do a a basic beat for him, I think, or part of the thing. And and he was adding a lot of elements to it and mixing it up and
2: Mm.
0: and, you know remastering it himself. And but Mm. this new album is going to be the first one that he's done where everything on the album he will be one he will have done 100 percent on his own from scratch so that's
1: really exciting yeah it I really is I
0: would,
1: yeah i would definitely love to get to that stage one day um but it takes time it takes time to be to become that experienced and obviously you know know right. what you're doing so i think i'm just going to go along with it and just learn bit by bit and and, and take it step by step
0: I'm in the exact same boat. Like I, I want to be able to record a little bit, like record a guitar track or maybe a vocal track once in a while. Um, but that's all I'm really using it for right at the moment. I'll dabble more with it as time goes by. Same as you're saying, just work on it a little bit here and there. But like right now I'm actually, I need to get back on that actually. Um, I was Working on recording a guitar track for Hipster Pug for one of his uh one of the tracks on his upcoming album. He has this Mm. he does this real like like uh, down tempo, uh, uh, EDM style and it's. I'm not used to playing that slow <laughs> <Because I'm, laughs> my band, we're a rock slash metal band. So like everything's, oh, wow. distorted, everything's distorted and fast, you know, like 120 BPM is mm. a slower song for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's really cool. That's an, and that's an opportunity that came from this.
0: Yes, exactly. I just put it out there to him like, "Hey man, if you ever need a, someone to do a guitar track for you on for a song or whatever, just let me know." And he's like, "Actually, I've got one. I'm kind of stuck with and I could use the help on it." So, sweet, shoot it to me. So, we've been That's kind of great. we've been working back and forth on that a little bit over the past couple of weeks.
1: That's exciting. Well, congratulations! I can't wait to hear it.
0: So, thank you. It's I'm, I can't wait to get it out there. I'm, uh, just I'm just w- glad to help him get it out there. To be honest with you. Yeah and uh at this point i'll just i'll do some tracks like that for people here and there just just for the exposure just uh, just credit me on on it and that's all i care about at this point just uh, if i'm gonna do like a little guitar riff that's you're gonna loop or whatever and use it absolutely i'm i don't need any monetary compensation for that Mm. at some point i'm uh maybe get to the level where i i don't really come free anymore you know but for right now Yeah. yeah not a problem
1: yeah yeah, definitely. I think you know you kind of have to build your your um you have to build demand for yourself before you can get to that stage of um, exactly. Yeah.
0: You have to put in the work to get to that level that you're. You know, someone might want to actually pay you to do that.
1: Mm. <laughs> That's the <a> dream.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's like any kind of creative, whether it be an artist. You know, you have to put in the work and get enough of your stuff sold and make enough of a name for yourself that people actually want to start commissioning you to do pieces for them. You know, that that takes time to put in the work to get to that level. It's all the same thing.
1: It is crazy. I think, you know, I've been writing since I was a really, really young, Um, more seriously when I was, you know, about 16. Um, So this has been a part of my life, but until, you know, I'd put a lot of pressure on myself to get a lot of work done but I think uh, there's a lot of different factors involved but until basically you know this lockdown happened there was no pressure I didn't have resources and I just started churning out music and I've probably made more music um, in these two months than I have in the last two years which is just wild to me but you know you put in the time and now i'm finally getting recognition and i'm getting other artists who want to collaborate with me so it definitely is you know you just you put in the work you put in the time and you'll you'll see
0: results absolutely and uh, another thing that's come from this is more of a spirit of collaboration Um, like you just touched on there Uh, personally even myself i've been i have been trying to promote that in others like because you look at the hip-hop community right now and mm. it's all about collaboration. Any any hip-hop album, which I not know that, that yeah. many actual albums being created right now. Um, some people do. Some people don't. But, like, yeah. you have guys like Drake. He hasn't produced an album. But, he, like, year before last thing it was, he dropped 100 singles in one year. So mm. Yeah, mm. he's really prolific, but he's not messing with albums anymore. But you find any album, a hip-hop album, and probably 80% of the tracks have at least one, maybe two or three featured artists on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, even, you're, you're absolutely right there.
0: Even the pop albums, you go go to listen to any any pop artist from Katy Perry to Adele to whoever you know, pick your poison, and every album is going to have at least two or three tracks with a featured artist on it, and it's usually a hip hop artist because that's the dominant genre right now. So, yeah,
1: you're, you're absolutely right there.
0: You're so, absolutely right. But the hip hop guys have. Figured that out they've got the, the collaboration game figured out mm. everybody needs to be watching what they're doing because they're killing yeah. it and yeah. if you want if you want to kill and crush it in this market that's what you have to do because you have yeah. to get exposure and that's a great way to do it. whether you're the up-and-coming guy that gets featured on a bigger artist name so like he kind of helps pull you up a little bit and put you on or if you're the bigger artist that's like helping somebody else out it's all a win-win for everybody so it's
1: yeah i think yeah it's it's kind of like a transaction really um and it's just i i, I wonder I, I wonder whether it's just because you know hip-hop is is um a genre where it can just bend so flexibly and and kind of fit with whatever you want it to um or whether Probably. it's just i don't know we just we just kind of have this soul connection to hip-hop music i'm not sure
0: and pop songs they you know lend themselves to being able to have someone come drop a rhyme you know one verse or something like that in them fairly easily um you can Mm. easily adapt that because you're usually working over a um a a beat that's easily you can loop it or whatever you need to do and like with my band it's a little bit more challenging like but like say i wanted to get you to sing a verse on a song um We'd have to really sit down and think. Okay, how are we gonna work this out? <laughs> so yeah, it's a little bit more yeah. complex, but it's it can be done, and I think that really needs to start happening more. I'm talking with my bandmates about that regularly, um, and I'm reaching out to others. Like I said, I'm already you know helping work out with the EDM artists over here, and I'm uh, just whoever. I've already put it out to a couple other people that hey, if you need anybody to do a guitar track, I can mm-hmm. do like a, a like a really harsh vocal if you need that for an accent in a song. If you need somebody that can like. Mm-hmm. You can like metal growl into the <laughs> into the mic. For, <laughs> you, can, you can sample into a track. Let yeah. me know. I can hook you up. But I'm not yeah. much of a singer really. I have a limited range, and I know that if I worked at that, I could develop that more. But it's just another one of those things. is like when do I have time to really work on that? You know.
1: Well, you definitely have the time now.
0: <laughs> not really, because I've been so busy with. That. <laughs> <laughs> I've been it's, way it's, busier now than I was when I was still working a full time job and doing this on the that's side. That's
1: crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess you know that's that's life, hey. Eh? The world could give you all the time in all the time it has, and you'll still find a way to be busy and and not have enough time.
0: It sure seems that way, but at least now I'm busy working towards my passions and not just working for a paycheck.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That that makes it all that makes a whole world of difference. Now it's like I'm good with it. I worked till like last night. I was up till well, I finished editing the episode, the Indie Artist Spotlight episode that dropped today. I finished editing it like at a quarter till twelve last night.
1: Oh wow! And so because you're I had really just back to back.
0: Right. Well, I I had to edit it. I I started editing it on Monday, but then I got sidetracked with some other projects I had going on, and I wound up not finishing it until yesterday morning. Or yesterday afternoon, actually. And I was, I meant to schedule it before I took off to go to band practice, but I didn't get it posted up and scheduled. So, like, after I got mm. home from band practice, I grabbed a little bite of something to eat and I was like, oh crap, I've got to go get that done. And I was like, oh no. And I, I had it all edited and saved, you know, saved down out of the software, but I still had to upload it and write the description and all that stuff for it and post it to the uh, to my mm. podcast host, Podbean. And uh, it was like, I usually try to schedule them to drop at like 1201 like on mm. Monday morning or Wednesday morning for this episode, these episodes. And uh, I drop them at 1201. I was doing it at 6 a.m., but then I realized that a lot of the uh, the feed is not being picked up by the streaming services like Apple and, and Spotify and all that until later in the day. So it'll be 10 o'clock to noon before mm. they'll pick them up. So I'm like, well, that's not good. I want them picked up for the morning commute so people can yeah. listen on their drive-in. So I started, I backed it up and I started Um, having them scheduled for 1201 so it's just right into the next day and by that time six seven o'clock in the morning people are getting ready to go to work it should be up on most services
1: Mm. well just just out of interest in terms of your content creation are you do you find that you get more kind of feedback and interaction the more you post or is it kind of yeah. So you're you're just the more you post, the more kind of people stop following in and, and paying attention.
0: Definitely. And the more frequently like um, I was just doing the at, at first I was doing just one episode a week of these interview shows like this. Right. And then I started adding in a little segment I called Info on the Go and it would be, you know, typically eight to 12 minute long. And I was recording them in the car on my commute with my little right. lapel mic and it Somehow my microphone crapped out, so it was making it kind of a challenge to do that, and I wound up abandoning that for, for now at least. But they were always just like little, really nitty gritty, tactical, task oriented things that you know right. to help people out. Short little bursts, and I was putting one of those out every uh, every week or so. Sometimes there were two of those in a week, and and that was out actually. They never really caught on that great, but it was early, early on in the process, so mm. nothing was catching on that great just as of yet. Yeah. Recently, I've started adding the Indie Artist Spotlight you know, episodes, as you were aware, and I was doing those on Wednesdays. So these episodes air on Mondays, and Indie Artist Spotlight is on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then just two weeks ago, actually, your episode was the first one that was a Friday episode.
2: Oh, so, wow. So now I got –
0: It worked out that way. It was timing of it all, but um, now they I have the interview shows dropping on Monday, an an artist spotlight on Wednesday, and another one on Fridays. So, Mm. and that when I went to that three episode a week format, like listens almost doubled that week from the week before.
1: Oh wow, that's amazing! That's so great to be able to see uh, like a, a a dramatic change and know kind of that it's working.
0: Yeah, just adding one episode mm. doubled overall listens for the week. So it definitely makes a difference. The more you post, the more you know. The more you're out there, the more people can find you. That's just that's the-
1: that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you're right there. I I think I've just always, in terms of when I'm creating music and videos, I think I'm scared to. Um, kind of overpopulate my page and that will kind of make it harder for people to choose kind of what they want to see and hear. Um, so I'm I'm trying to get that balance I guess.
0: What page are you talking about? Are you talking about your website, your Twitter account or your YouTube account or what are you I, referring I, to?
1: I think I'm just you know all my kind of platforms. Um, oh, I don't want one. to I don't want to put too much music out when you know I still have a small following or a small amount of listeners you know um I think it I need a, obviously I'm trying to build organically and it's and it's going well so far um but it, it is difficult to find that balance between obviously posting regularly and, and trying to build your following but also not like throwing too much music at people and you know them kind of getting um a bit overwhelmed by the the amount of content
0: I don't think you could. I mean, honestly, if if you're putting out another song, uh, one, if you put out one song a week for the next six months, you wouldn't overload people. People that are liking your stuff, they'll be they'll be excited to hear the next song. Every once in a while, they'll be busy, and they're like, oh, yeah, she got a new song. I'll get around to listen to it when I have time because they're in the middle of something, and they might not ever listen to that track. but But if they like you, they're following you, they'll listen to probably at least half of them. So, <laughs> like, I... I would because because I enjoy your voice and I'm really not not a huge fa- fan of pop per se but there's mm. like a renaissance in pop right now so like yourself you're you write all your own stuff you write all your mm. own lyrics and and um that's you know the pop side of the music industry has been lacking in that for many years there are a few that have come along that made it big now like Adele I think writes most of or if not all of her mm. stuff but um mm. and um what's her name uh Swifty uh, Taylor Swift she's Supposedly writes all her Swiftie. stuff, but I'm pretty sure she has some ghost writers in there, and she, and I know she's actually gotten some tracks from other people that they've written, but most of her stuff she writes. So yeah.
2: um,
0: so there is a little bit of that in the mainstream pop world, but not a lot. Most of them is someone else wrote it, someone else produced it. They just hire them to come in. They track a vocal, and they, they leave, and they wait till it's time to go on tour. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> and that, that's... Yeah, the overprocessed over you know, over-grandized versions like that is what I've always really kind of not really been opposed to, but it's just it mm-hmm. never really appealed to me because I'm more it's not it, it loses something in the in the art and the musicianship at that point for me. Right. And now there is I appreciate it for what it is. It is a product that is mass produced for an intended audience. Right. That's great. And that audience is there, they're clamoring for that give it, give them what they want. But for me, that's (laughs) not what I want to do. And I I take it for you as well. And there are a lot of uh, pop artists out there nowadays that are on the indie side of things that are writing their own stuff. Some Mm -hmm. of them are producing their own stuff. Some of them play like an instrument at least sometimes on their music. And it's just really incredible. A lot of, a lot of super talented singer songwriters out there these days. It's just incredible Mm. amount of talent that's out there that we didn't know about before the internet and probably they didn't know about it themselves or wouldn't have known about it themselves because they never would have really explored that if they didn't have Mm. the opportunities they have today so
1: yeah it's it's crazy although we have you know um the internet you know at our fingertips it is you know as 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 the small guys it is really hard to sometimes find that exposure and um or get that exposure you know and, and and get a, a following or listeners in you know you could be creating really amazing content great songs great music but sometimes it can be really hard to find people to invest their time in listening to you and following you you know um so I really feel for us out there um we're doing this
0: Oh, absolutely. Me too. That's why I want to try to do everything I can to help out with people, helping them get exposure. Like um, the episode that just dropped today of Indie Artist Spotlight. This today, as we're recording this, everybody, just so y'all know, um, this is uh, May the twenty seventh. It's a Wednesday, and um, my uh, the Indie Artist Spotlight number five with Mike Allen just dropped this morning, and Mike he has a a really unique style. He pulls in multiple different genres. A lot he has elements of EDM, but that typically you know is just strictly instrumental. His all his stuff has vocals he does over the top of it, and he's got a really it's kind of kind of a throwback style with his vocals. It's almost like a Depeche Mode type sound to his vocal styling. It's it's really pretty cool. But then he like throws in elements of like synth, synth pop, synth rock, and alt rock, and even some like hard rock elements in there within his mix. The first track I did, it was it sounded almost like there was heavy distorted guitars in there, but there's no guitar in the track. It's just the the feel he created with it. It sounds almost like he took a synth pop track, melded it with a techno track, and then threw a freaking metal track on top of it. And it's like whoa, 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 wait, what's going on here? It's just crazy how it all comes together and makes a phenomenal piece and mm. like he's he's another one that's just now kind of trying to really get a following built up. And it's yeah. like, man, people need to find these people like yourself with the amazing voice you have and the amazing talent Mike has. And just people need to find y'all. Yeah,
1: I think it's, you know, I, I do get a lot of comments and I'm very grateful. You know, people say, why haven't I found you sooner? Or, um, you know, I'm so glad that I came across your page. And obviously I'm super flattered and happy that they did. But it's like, you know, I, you also think about the possibility of how many other people are out there who could enjoy your music potentially, and they just don't have the means or a way to find you, you know? So it's, it's, it's like, how do you put yourself out there, you know, for the world to see you when, you know, it feels like, as a musician, the rest of the world is also trying to do the same thing?
0: Yeah, and then on the consumer side, the fan side, it's discovery is a challenge mm. discovering yeah, new stuff is like where do you go where do you go when you're looking for a, for new music to listen to yeah you
1: ask yeah, around you really friends know. or whatever yeah exactly You just don't um, really know what you're hoping to find so it's it's hard to kind of put that into words and then type that into google
0: exactly and you know that's what i was when i was promoting more heavily the uh corin tunes playlist mm. i was you know, there's there are like six or seven genre specific ones. But when I was really trying to get the the big one, the big mixed genre one out there, I right. was telling people like, look, you know, come listen for a while. There's such a variety of stuff on here. You're going to you'll guarantee you'll, you'll find some find stuff it. you like. Mm. And I'll, I'll be willing to bet you're going to find something that you like that you would not have ex- expected to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's but you're so right on the if i if I think about myself as a listener, it's like i i I very rarely um, come across new music that i I completely am obsessed with and then go and search their social media and then yep. you know proclaim myself as a fan. It's quite difficult to find you know um, whole whole artists um,
0: it really is, and like the. The discovery tools that I personally have used, like I actually started a group on facebook there's only like 30 or 40 something of people in it so far right. but i started like six months ago or so mainly as a part of autonomy uh, just kind of another branding effort but also for the main purpose of the group is it's called it's just called like share new music or something like that and uh mm-hmm. like all the people that are in there like i'm trying to I, i'm constantly in there like come on guys show me some new stuff and several people do regularly but it's like whenever you find a new artist i don't care if there's someone that's been around 20 years if you just yeah. found them Somebody else hasn't found them either so yeah. share it you know bring it bring it to the yeah. group and so I've discovered several new artists through that that I really like but mm. one of my biggest for years now that I've used for discovery is Pandora Typically I use Spotify like when I'm in the car so I can listen to what I want to when I'm driving and all that cuz I have the I have the premium of it so I can just listen to pretty much any song anywhere at any time but mm-hmm. um I still use the Pandora free version because mm. you you like it it learns what you like, and it will play stuff it'll yeah. add stuff in the mix because that the you're algorithm. not familiar with already, yeah, because of their algorithm they've been working, and I've got a playlist you know, or a station that I've been curating on there for wow, um uh, probably fifteen years or more since wow. way back when Pandora was just a website you could go to on your computer to listen to. It was way before there was ever even a thought of a phone app for it, you know
1: yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, and you, crazy. I mean, so uh, it's, it, it knows me <laughs> by now it's, <laughs> and it's constantly suggesting new, new artists to me and yeah. sometimes stuff will pop up on there and like, how did you get mm. that out of the, uh, it doesn't make any sense, but you know, like mm-hmm. I have a, a, a really heavy metal one that, um, station that I play on there is like all like super heavy, not super heavy, mm-hmm. not like the death force stuff, but like, yeah. Slipknot and that vein, you know, that about that level of heaviness. Kill, switch, Engage. And actually, I found them thanks to Pandora. Um, but like sometime, like one day I was listening to that and one of the songs that uh, Eminem did with Rihanna. I, I, he's done a couple now, but I, I don't remember which one it was. But that song <laughs> popped up on my my metal station. I'm like, really?
1: Uh, but and, did you and, enjoy it?
0: i did yes absolutely
1: <laughs> well it worked it worked then <laughs> it, it,
0: it certainly did and, but I, I guess not totally because i don't remember which tra- which song it was now yeah. <laughs> but that was several years ago but then like another time um that old song from the 60s um oh, spirit in the sky by norman greenbaum you, are, you, you remember have you heard that one
1: I, it, i'd have to hear it i'm not very good at yeah,
0: titles yeah it was uh it was kind of like during the hippie movement from the 60s but he was like Gonna take me up to the spirit in the sky. And uh, I got to have a friend in Jesus. And, that was a, and I'm like, it's a song about Jesus from a guy named Greenbaum. Obviously, it's a Jewish name so that's that's a bit odd right there to begin with but the fact that that song popped up on my metal station was another time i was like wait what but yeah. then every once in a while a hendrix track will pop up on there and i'm like okay i can't complain about that <laughs> <laughs> if you know foxy lady or hey joe pops up on there i'm like i'm good with that <laughs> mm.
1: Well, I, but I, I like what you said it's like the that algorithm knows you almost like it's a personal kind of relationship you have with it um and that that's really cool because, you know, sometimes friends will send you music and I just think, like, if a friend will send me a tune and I, I'm i just like, how do you ever think that I would like something like this, you know? So sometimes your friends don't even know your own music taste, but a computer would.
0: Yeah, an algorithm knows you better than your friends do.
1: Yeah.
0: I had a friend of mine. I hope Mike doesn't ever listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> If he is, but, hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, man, what's going on, dude? Uh, sorry, but I'm about to uh, throw you into the bus here for a second.
1: <laughs> you, you even he, said his name.
0: <laughs> just his first name. There's <laughs> like nine million mics in, in just the Dallas area, I think. But, this is true. Um, um, he sent he texted me like out of the blue once, like Saturday or something like that. And Saturday, Sunday, it was a weekend day uh, mm-hmm. a year or so ago. And he's like, man, dude, you've got to check out this band. I'm like, I never heard of them before. I'm like, all right cool. He sent me a link to their Spotify or YouTube page or something like that. I went and listened and I wrote him back. I was like, dude, they sound exactly like, I mean, they, they are like, if Led Zeppelin were to get back together tomorrow and start creating music again, pick up exactly where they left off, that would be Greta Van Fleet. And, and I was like, that's they they sound like they should be you know from 1976 and that 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 sound had his day leave it back there <laughs> I was less than impressed really but I did I didn't tell him that I was like oh yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah
1: I think but, you know you you can never tell your friends that you know you're not impressed because people take it really personally it's you know when someone sends you music they're basically bearing their soul to you so you just kind of have to have to be gentle with them
0: I don't know. I, I bust my my singer. I bust his chops like that a lot because he like send a song out like, hey guys, you know, check out the the transitions or whatever. You know, this particular song, you know, he hmm. quote off specifics that he wants it to hear. Like he did that once a, a week or so ago, and I was like, man, that's a great song, dude. Next time I'm having trouble falling asleep, I'm gonna put that on.
2: <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He didn't
0: seem to appreciate my humor at that particular moment, but hey, no, what are you I
1: can't do? imagine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he he realized this was all in good fun. But it and yeah. it, they did do some good transitions and such in there. But I was like, yeah, it's pretty easy to do transitions when you're doing like a two chord progression and you transition to a different two chord progression. It's <laughs> like so, that's not that hard. <sighs>
2: Oh, I, should, I shouldn't
0: complain it was a pretty cool song actually but it was it was rather simplistic except for the fact that it had multiple mm. transitions and BPM changes and such so they did some dynamic stuff with it but mm. musically the, the actual the, the note choices and stuff was pretty simplistic mm. Mm. and I don't even remember the name of the band or the song or anything at this point.
1: It's, pro- it's probably for the best that yeah I wouldn't want to call him out anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, yeah
0: I wouldn't have said who it was if I did remember him
1: yeah except for Mike of course you you put Mike on the spot like that
0: yeah well
1: Mike's-
0: <laughs> 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 and well, I did call out Greta van Fleet I guess too some but mm-hmm. again they're big boys too they can take it and they've been they've been compared to Zeppelin from day one by everybody under the sun so they, they they've mm-hmm. heard it yeah, I'm not telling them anything new.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not creating enemies here. No. The
0: <laughs> last thing I want to do, I'm trying to bring this the the music community together. I, last mm. thing I want to do is piss people off and have hard feelings, hurt feelings and No, yeah, but you're yeah, no. doing, you're, doing
1: to... a, you're you're doing such a fantastic thing and I think, you know, Thanks. I really um as you said before you know you you may not be a huge fan or you know a listener of pop but here we are talking and um I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my music and you know um find aspects of it that you do like
0: absolutely same with like hip-hop you know I mean I've been around since hip-hop was you know brand new back Mm -hmm. in the 80s but um so I've kind of grown up with it and I've, I'm familiar with like the real mainstream stuff that everybody knows. You know, I know Snoop Dogg and Eminem mm. and, and um, Ice Cube and things like that. I knew of NWA yeah. back in the day when they were still going. Um, but I'm not real deep into the hip hop scene like I am with the, mm. the metal and rock stuff. So, right. but I I know what I like when I hear it. And, and like, yeah, Jenna Juice is still one of my favorite freaking songs in the world. <laughs> That song was just fire, man. <laughs> mm,
1: mm. Well, you know, it's it's I um, I mean, for me, I don't listen to a lot of rock or, or heavy metal at all really. Um, but you know, I've I well yesterday I came I mean, this is it's, it's completely different, but you know, um, I was listening to My Chemical Romance. Um, do you know that band? Uh huh and I I, it was an old track and I then it kind of brought back the days where I used to listen to kind of all this sort of punk um punk rock music and I just I felt like you know it just transported me back to those kind of youthful days and um I I forget that I have all these kind of influences from different periods of my life and I can definitely hear it in my voice now
0: right you want to talk about punk rock bands they are one of one of the, my previous guests on here from back, I think it was episode four or five. I think it was five. It was quite a while back now. This is this is going to be like episode about 18, I think. Um, so it's not <laughs> that long ago, but it's, it's, it was a couple months back, except mm. three or four months ago now, I guess. But this the band I'd mentioned earlier that uh, it interviewed and was the husband and wife team there in New York, they're called Bad Mary. And they refer to themselves as a melodic punk band because they they have the hard driving, you know accents on the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. you know like that punk is known for, mm-hmm. but um they have a lot more melodic vocal than a lot of punk bands do. so yeah. and the husband and wife team, um, Amanda and Mike, they sh- share. Amanda's the primary vocalist, but Mike plays mm. bass and sings backup vocals. And there's some songs where he's, you know, more pronounced in the vocal department yeah. as well. So they split the duties there some, and it's they have a really cool sound. I really dig them. Sometimes I'll just put on their like their mm. artist page on Spotify and hit shuffle and just listen to their stuff for like yeah. a while I'm doing stuff around the house because I I dig their stuff. I thought you might like to check them out.
1: Mm. I'll definitely. I'll definitely have a listen it's it's always i think it's always really important as an artist to like listen outside of your own genre because there's definitely things that you hear that are like inspire you and 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 kind of influence your writing um and so yeah now i've I've, the last few days i've just kind of um been nostalgic and listened to like my my playlists that were like i had as a as a kid
0: that's funny that you had playlists as a kid because i had cassettes as a kid (laughs) (laughs) And actually when I was a small kid We had like We only had vinyl and then 8 tracks came along (laughs) I think I was probably about 5 or 6 years old When we first got our first 8 track player And you could actually take this giant tape thing And stick it in this thing in your dash of your car And take your own portable music with you in the vehicle That was just unheard of at the time (laughs) That's cool before that it was you were stuck with the radio and you're in the car and that was it
1: Mm. it's well it's changed well we just have to be grateful for technology and and the algorithms that help us curate
0: absolutely like i said like pandora has been like like i said i've been using it for years and years now and it's it's been my number one discovery tool Outside of, you know, friends and stuff that I know that turned me on to stuff and my bandmates and whatnot that I've learned of new artists through. And now this. actually, honestly, doing this and being so active on Twitter and really yeah. reaching out to just all genres across the board and talking with everybody. It has – I've discovered more new music just in the last two months than I had in the last two years prior. So –
1: that's amazing but I suppose you know you you also kind of have to have a real passion for discovering new music because I don't think that just anybody could listen to over a thousand songs um in in two months or in however long you said
0: that was about a week and a half
1: a week yeah wow no I can't that's hours man that's hours
0: there was at one point that that one um discussion thread on that one Twitter post had just gotten away from me like I went I have multiple Twitter accounts that I'm operating uh, yeah. and uh it was on the uh, Find new artist one you're, you're familiar with that one um mm. and it was that I think it was that that was the thread that you actually replied to with your track to be honest but that one got yeah. so away from me because I had like f- kind of forgotten I posted that over there and it was like yeah. two days that I hadn't even checked logged it. into that account or checked that account at all yeah and when I did I was like
1: oh snap <laughs> <laughs> do you how how do you even navigate that do you do it like chronologically or do you just like random selection
0: no so i was just going down the list and the next one i the next one that i saw that i hadn't already like because i would like mm. like the post and then i would yeah. listen to it and then after i shared it i would retweet it that way I that's yeah. how i kept myself straight like okay i've I've seen this one so I liked it yeah. and then once yeah. I've added it to the playlist I retweet it so I know and that's how I kept myself straight going through it yeah. or I just went down to the, I just scroll down because every time you do that when you link through and go to Spotify mm-hmm. and you come back to that same tweet it always jumps back to the top so I'd have to scroll right. and scroll and scroll no. and have to, I got to where I would count <laughs> I'd be like I know I needed to scroll a full until it like stops the scrolling you know it has to refresh I'd have to do yeah. that like I'd say okay. I'm at 15 now. So I have to scroll to the stops and refreshes 15 times before I get to <laughs> the next batch.
1: <laughs> See, but that that takes you. You know you're committed and you love what you're doing because not many people would have the patience to do that.
0: I spent three days doing almost nothing but that. <laughs> for three days straight
1: looking at your screen oh oh
0: absolutely i was about to, <laughs> I, 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 I could barely walk <laughs> it, was, it was bad and yeah. uh, it was it was crazy but it was fun but it was just overwhelming almost but yeah um uh, overwhelming in a good way though mm. but I, I never did get through all of the people that replied mm. to that tweet i, I just yeah. had to pick a spot where like guys i'm done <laughs> yeah
1: I mean, but out of, you know, all the submissions, I mean, what kind of percentage would you say that you came across music that actually was, you know, of quality and, and something that you
0: enjoyed? Okay, quality and what I enjoyed are two separate things, you know, personally. Well, yeah. I... <laughs> a lot of it was quality. I would say, I would really say about 60% of it was from quite good to really good. Um, it was oh, wow. probably about, probably about... Like I said, there was some that just didn't make the cut because it was extremely amateurish, either in the mix yeah. or because it mm-hmm. just didn't sound – the sound quality was not there. Or sometimes right. – uh, oftentimes it was the writing, the, the like lyrics writing, the mm-hmm. lyric writing. The lyrics were just very amateurish. It would sound like you yeah. know, something a kid would write. And it's like mm-hmm. – I, I keep working it, man. You're, you've got a you're good flow, but you – I didn't tell him this, but that's what I was thinking in my head. It's like you, you've got the yeah. flow, you kind of sound good, but you've got to work on your writing. You know, so I, just, I would pass those over. But um, yeah. probably, of the people that I posted on the playlist, probably about 10% of them were subpar. They were they were not really up to snuff. They they were they're okay, yeah. but they they need work they need they yeah. you can see the potential there you know these they could yeah. be pretty good but it they're unpolished and
2: mm.
0: at that level i'm fine with putting that on that playlist you know because it was just yeah. all about helping people out i just wanted to help indie artists get more streams and try to get some exposure during this time when they were stuck at home they couldn't play mm-hmm. gigs or whatever so it was all about just helping people out so i was really lax on who yeah. i would you know who i would add on there but Total of, of the people that I wow. that really stood out to me that caught my attention maybe five percent. Wow. And, and I, those I'm ones are good. those are ones are ones I've now had on this show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, wow! I'm I'm glad I made the cut. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely,
0: I'm. And some of them I knew before then too. I, I mm. found other ways, you know. That some of my guests I've had on here so far, but like several of the recent guests like a hipster pug the guy i'm working with the edm guy i'm working with on the guitar track he uh yeah. his stuff was just like it's real down tempo which is unusual for me but like we we're talking about earlier i found stuff that i didn't expect to like and yeah and i really did get stuff like when i'm working i could put his stuff on and uh, just in the background and while i'm mm-hmm. doing website stuff and it just keeps everything just even keel and just i can just cruise man and it's it's That's just fantastic. really cool ambient music to yeah uh, ambient music to live by I guess you
1: say (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool that's really really cool I'm definitely gonna uh, keep more of an eye out for these posts in the the playlist because I definitely I think discovering new talent is super important and actually a lot of the support that I've received is from uh, musicians themselves as well so I think it's, it's about sharing that love
0: as yeah, so we were talking about it earlier, it's like the in, the indie music community has really banded together through this mm. crisis. And I, yeah. I, I foresee that continuing on because we've, we're we all like we're all noticing it. And it's like, wow, this is a thing. So like everybody I've talked to on here since this COVID thing has started has we've had this conversation about this, I think. Yeah. And it's just like everybody's noticing it. And it's it's a mm-hmm. big deal. And we all none of us wanted to stop. We we're all really enjoying it. Yeah.
1: I think I, even like listeners, like people who aren't musicians, like I think, you know, people who've who have appreciated what I've been doing, especially I think they really enjoy the fact that they can message me directly and request things. And, you know, I listen to what they want oh, and yeah. I can provide that for them. So I think they they're even um, giving more attention to the smaller artists that they follow because they realize that they can actually get some personal content, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could never just message Taylor Swift or Katy Perry and just ask, you know, for a favor.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's another great thing about the, the di- times we're living in right now. Because, like well, I say, when I was in high school in the late 80s,
2: mm.
0: I wasn't going to just jump up and message any of the artists of the day. You know, like um, right. pick, pick your genre. It doesn't really matter. I wasn't going to message Millie Vanilli. Mm. <laughs> Had to throw that reference out there. A little bit more, but I wasn't going to be messaging Debbie Gibson or Madonna or Hmm. Metallica or Run DMC. That just didn't happen back then.
2: Yeah.
0: Now all of those artists, I could go on their Twitter account right now and at mention them. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. At any time, any. And they may or may not respond. A lot of them do. And if mm. if you say something that's you know worth responding to, you don't, you know, a lot of people go in there and at mention, doo, 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 you know, say just retarded, you know, stuff. I but
1: mean, you could you could talk to your own president right now on Twitter.
0: Very <laughs> true. I'm not sure I I care <laughs> to, but I'm not um. a, like. I try to stay away from politics at all because mm. honestly, I don't like any of them (laughs) so
1: it's a very it's a very complicated topic it is and yeah it's just best to stay away from
0: and if you even have aspirations of wanting that job or any job in washington senator congressman whatever and pick your country and your parliament or whatever it is prime minister president whatever you call them um if you even have aspirations to that level it takes an exceptionally narcissistic person to even want to do that someone that (laughs) that thrives on that attention and i think uh, it's
1: well i mean I, i i i can i understand what you're saying i think it's also you know i i knew when i was at university a lot of people who wanted to go into politics and then then kind of discovering that actually in that field there's very little to do with the politics that they're interested in helping or uh, contributing to and that they right. have to focus a lot of their attention on other things. So
0: yeah, you have to play the games when you get into politics, yeah. you have to, you yeah. have to tow the the company line, you know, or your party a lot of times, or you just don't get the support and you won't get reelected without them. <laughs> um, people, even the people that go to into leadership with the best of intentions, Wind up finding that out when they get there and they may kind of try to buck the system a little bit for a while, but eventually it's, they're going to just become part of the machine and it's, there's really no way around that. And it's, it is what it is. It's you, it's a necessary evil. We have to have somebody to, you know, make sure we have roads to drive on. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And, you know, to protect ourselves. So nobody comes and tries to blow us up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's, that's that's one place where we've been really fortunate over here, throughout time, because even through the world wars, because we have oceans insulating us on either side. So, Europe and Asia might be completely immersed, and we might go over there to help out. But we haven't actually ever fought a foreign war on our soil since like the Mexican-American War, I think, in like the 1800s, except for the Civil War. That was that was a whole, day, and that wasn't an external war. So that was a dumb war (laughs) but it's very (laughs) necessary oh
1: goodness well yeah i mean yeah I, i think maybe i i should reach from the politics talk pardon steer uh steer clear from the political talk
0: yeah i typically do because i don't like i said i don't i don't particularly like much of any politicians i don't care for our current president i didn't care for the last one the one before him was yeah he's okay the one before him same thing yeah he did some good some bad but, but yeah it's just it's all pretty much part of the course they all do some stupid uh, every leader everywhere they all do some good stuff they all do some stupid stuff and you're gonna agree with half of it and not agree with half of it and someone who is on the other side of the aisle might agree with the opposite half that you do so it's it's all just a matter of perception more than anything it's, it's just yeah. the game and I, I I used to be a political junkie. Honestly, like in the early 2000s, I really? kept I kept my television stayed on either the History Channel or one of the one of the major news channels. I would flip between them, from Fox to MSNBC and CNN. I would just bounce back and forth between them, or I would go flip it on the History Channel and watch more crap about Hitler, because <laughs> <laughs> that's all it was back then, pretty much. Yeah. But but I've just completely gotten away from and i'm like yeah i can't do this anymore and i don't want to devote that much of my energy to something that i don't really have any passion for yeah that's why I i'm devoting. It's,
1: i think you know it's it's hard because you obviously want to stay connected to the world and what's happening but you know when you watch the news there's just so much depressing shit that's on there so it's it can be hard and kind of soul soul um destroying
0: yeah, I have not watched a single news cast or any of the press conferences that they still have daily. I guess I guess they're still having them daily. I really don't know anymore. But <laughs> they work for a long time, like the president and um, and yeah. his team were doing daily press conferences, and uh, I haven't watched any of those in well over a month. I, I've just been i like I'm just writing it out. I'm like it, the news, whatever's happening with all this. As long as it's not affecting me and my people are right here that I know and I'm just mm-hmm. gonna ride it out and let everybody do what they need to do, I'm gonna do what I need to do, and we'll see what happens when this passes.
1: Yeah. I don't I need think, to sit and listen
0: to everything about it and drive myself crazy wondering what might happen. So,
1: yeah. I think, you know, of course we all want to stay safe, but I think we also have to take care of our mental well being and, and obviously listening to depressing news is not great for great for the spirit.
0: Absolutely not. And most of the newscasts, even if they have some feel good stories here and there, it's still about you know this shooting down here or you know this mugging or this child abduction. It's just uh, nope. I haven't really listened to like local newscasts on a regular basis. Probably my entire adult life, to be honest with you. My dad used to always, like, when I was a kid, the news was on every evening. Like, right around dinner time, we'd be watching the news, and we'd be wrapping up dinner until when primetime television, you know, hit. Like, at 7 o'clock when primetime shows started coming on. But, like, from 6 to 7 was was news. That was what was on our house. It was the news. It was usually the, you know, like, the the big network news, ABC or CBS, whatever we have here. But that was just the way we – we rolled when I was a kid, but I I don't care to watch it anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah. Whatever's (laughs) happening out there, it's going to happen whether I'm aware of it or not. And I (laughs) kind of knowledge of it. i see it in the periphery. You know, when I'm on Facebook, I hear about what celebrity I I might've liked that died or, you know, I hear about what's happening overseas with this country, that country, you know, that big, big news is happening, but for, you know, whatever happened, you know, with a, a, a drug bust in, south dallas or whatever i don't care it affects me not at all so i'll do you you, i'm gonna do me
1: (laughs) ignorance is a bliss
0: it can be well if that's true i must be very blissful (laughs) (laughs) i like that you know what lauren this has been a great call so far um we're like an hour and 20 minutes in and i haven't even touched on any of the topics that i normally do i normally like to try to talk to my guests about what got you started in music and how you really (laughs) going with this and when you really started producing like on a pr- more professional level and putting it out for the mm-hmm. public and we haven't even touched any of that
2: <laughs>
1: oh dear that's, that's how you know it's a good win. call
0: because yeah. you, you don't even get to the standard stuff because you're just too yeah. busy having a good time talking yeah
1: exactly exactly well I'm, I'm glad that you've you've enjoyed chatting to me i've definitely it's nice to socialize with uh, people other than my family because i've just been locked in this house with them <laughs> Well, I'm locked in this house with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's a great conversationalist.
0: He's a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> and my my dog, of course, she's over you know alternating weekends and such, so I've had her company at times. But mm. that's it, you know. Mm. Other than social net, you know, social networking, the occasional phone call, but, and texting friends and family a lot, but. Mm. Mm it's nice that we
1: have it but it's it's also hard you don't want to be on your phone 24 7 so it's it's finding that balance
0: but i am especially now worse i always have been i'm like Mm. i mean when you have like 14 twitter accounts and four or five instagram accounts and several facebook pages that you that you manage and facebook groups that you admin Mm. you're on your phone a lot and i always have been for many years now but during this time even more so like uh, it's just mm-hmm. not stop, constantly solid. My my phone's in my hand unless I'm asleep pretty much.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean even oh, when I no. walk, I've walk, I've got my phone in my hand and like he's over there peeing and I'm sitting here scrolling Facebook or whatever.
1: <laughs> You're just living in your alternate reality in your phone.
0: Yeah, because the the reality reality is kinda of boring right now. So.
1: Yeah. Well there we go. I so it's understandable. Yeah, I can't blame you.
0: Yep we got to do what we got to do to stay sane.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
0: or at least some resemblance of sane. I, I can't really yeah. claim sanity. But
1: <laughs> yeah, neither can I. <laughs> I was just being agreeable.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So um, mm. are you in a hurry to get off here? I mean, do you have other things you need to do? Or can we like, talk, um, talk about your music I- career before we go?
1: I mean, if you have if you have questions, I'm I'm definitely happy to answer.
0: Okay, great. I I would really like to know kind of your origin story a little bit. Um, I know you write your own lyrics, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that already. And you've got an amazing voice; you deliver them you. phenomenally. But um, and I've talked to you a little bit, you know, via Twitter about mm. you know, your producers and stuff you work with. But mm-hmm. let everybody know kind of just how you got started. And what really drew you to music and when? Like at an early age or mm-hmm. was it later on?
1: Um, you know, so I, I I remember the first song I ever wrote when I was seven and I was in a supermarket. Wow. And it was about crocodiles and being a little girl in a dream world. <laughs> um, I think I've always had a very wild imagination. Um, so that's, that's obviously, you know, impacted my writing. Um, but at the, at the age of seven, I started musical theater. And so that's kind of how I got into music and performing. Um, And I think you can see that influence in my writing now, because I I would say that um, a lot of my work now is is a lot of storytelling. And if you think of musical theatre as a genre, you know, that's that's a genre of storytelling. You're narrating something. So when you listen to my music, I hope that, you know, um, stories are told and that you can visualise kind of what I'm trying to um, articulate um so yeah I, I, I'm i a musical theater baby
0: that's awesome that's a that's a really cool origin for uh doing what you do because you you definitely do paint a vivid picture with your music
1: oh thank you thank
0: you uh I am thinking back to some of the tracks that we that are featured on the indie artist spotlight mm. um episode that I did with your stuff and uh, what was the one um oh yeah i wanted to ask you about that because i kind of gave my little take on what i perceived from the song but there was there was one song about
1: oh uh, yeah i, I think you're talking about 15 seconds um about me going on the road
0: yes that's the one yeah
1: you you actually got it spot on and i was i was really impressed i because i obviously listened in and so i was like oh wow you know so that was it was really cool to hear that the story i was trying to tell got
0: hurt I was I was hoping I was at least close (laughs) why (laughs) don't you you explain that for everybody listening now that might not have heard that
1: yeah well I mean so 15 seconds is kind of um it's it's a song about you know kind of a conversation with uh, my partner about having this big dream and and kind of choosing this big dream and having to go on the road but I know that you know fame doesn't last forever, you know, you only get 15 seconds to really shine and afterwards I'm gonna, I'm gonna be falling, right, that's the, that's the lyric, you know, and, um, and I just hope that my partner will stick around to be there when I do, um, and, and just kind of, it's, it's that battle between, um, you know, deciding to not stay at home and, and, and yeah, I have to go and make the sacrifice, but I just, I, I hope that you'll, you'll be here with me to um, endure the good and the bad.
0: That is that is awesome. That's that was exactly what I took from that song when I listened to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, but, you hit the the nail in the head there.
0: And another good thing about doing these, especially that that segment where I actually have to really listen closely to the song and and analyze it, um, because I am an instrumentalist myself. So mm. when I typically when I listen to music, that's my main focus. Yeah. The the lyrics are are secondary to me. Um, mm. And oftentimes, like if a brand new song I hear, I may mm. listen to it four or five times before I ever really know what the words are mm. about at all. I'm not yeah. even known much more than the hook, you know, everybody mm. focuses on the hook, but I'll, because I'll be listening primarily to the guitar. Yeah, a little bit to the rest, the rest of the instrumentation, how the mm. maybe dual guitars work, how the bass plays in off yeah. of it, and then the drums and how the beats and like of any interesting little fills that the drummer puts in and whatnot like that. That's my where I'm my main focus is. But doing these playlist episodes has I'm not playlist Jesus the spotlight episodes <laughs> have uh forced me to really sit and listen to the lyrics of songs that I'm not familiar with and. Yeah. I have it, to listen you know, to the whole thing as a whole, the mix, the, the, the lyrics and everything. Mm. And some, and oftentimes, I listen to them two or three times, like back mm. to back to back right there, so I kind of get it before I start blurting off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, you know, it's it's so interesting that you say that because I always have such a fascination with how people listen to music. You know, I um, it, it was only maybe two or three years ago when I was talking to friends that I realized that we listen to music differently. You know, some people fo- really focus on lyrics. Some people are like just fascinated with melody and others like you say instrumental or the mix or you know so it's 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 almost like you know taste buds we um all taste things differently we see colors differently so it's like really interesting to for me as a songwriter to write to or at least to try and write for everybody's kind of ear
0: that's really really an interesting um observation that i I hadn't really dug that deeply into before, but you're absolutely right. And it's like, just like creating music is a very, very personal mm. thing to you, listening is also a very. How we consume it is also yeah. very personal, and it's, it's how how we absorb it, and it's yeah, completely different for everybody. Like my daughter, she plays drums, and we just recently found out she's a singer too. I mean, she sang a oh, little wow. bit when so she's younger, but like uh, she was started playing drums when she was eight she's 12 now mm. and for like her school she was in they started band in fourth grade so she had fourth and fifth grade she was playing drums mm. in school
1: that's amazing that's so and she
0: was taking drum lessons on the side you know with a full kit mm. and so and she she'll has a, a rock star uh, that's the plan that's her plan <laughs> and i'm completely on board with it um mm. her mom not so much but eh,
1: she'll come <laughs> around she'll come around it's great it's a great industry
0: Exactly. When she sees her daughter, like, doing what she's going to do, mm. she, uh, she'll cheer her on. Yeah. But like, she has a acoustic kit that's actually in her closet here now since her mother moved. They don't really have room for it anymore. But she did have it at her mom's house set up, and she practiced mm. regularly on. And then I've got an electronic kit here that she plays some, too, when she's here. And I I mess around with it a little bit, but I'm really not much of a drummer. Um, mm. <clears throat> but she re- recently found out that she's also a singer. Because That's she's crazy. changed schools this last year and they didn't offer band, so she's like, eh, "I'll take choir. What the heck?"
1: That's so great. She, That's so amazing.
0: Yeah, well, she That's jumped talented. into choir in September, you know, the beginning of the school year. Um, near the end of October, or first part of November, it was right at two months into the school year. Mm. They had their tryouts for all region choir. Oh wow! She's been in choir for two months. She qualif- She took seventh chair all region. For sixth grade um, soprano, wow, that's not, not soprano, um, alto.
1: Oh, well, congratulations. You must be a proud papa.
0: Yeah, out of 2,000 sixth grade girls, she's placed seventh. <laughs>
1: she's killing it. She's <laughs> Two killing months it.
0: after starting choir, and I was like, Wow. wow. That was extremely impressive. So she, she was already a pretty talented drummer. She's a little out of practice right now, but she's pretty dang good at the drums. And now we find out she's a she's a good singer too. So, but I, I, I'm sorry, I've got a little off t- topic. We were talking about how we consume, and like she doesn't you know, she does not like instrumentals at all. She mm. she wants vocals. She really, wants lyrics. So that she can sink her teeth into. Mm. And that yeah. makes sense now realizing that she's also a singer that's like, okay, yeah. it's kind of starting to click and putting two to two, two and two together mm-hmm. here. Like that makes sense. That tracks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I think for me, when I listen, um, for me, obviously lyrics, like, as you said, I can't, when I hear really bad lyrics, it's like seeing really bad acting, you know, you, you just can't emotionally attach to the narrative. Um, but, m- like the melody is something that's super important for me as well. I think that's just as equally as important. So I definitely put a lot of focus on those two.
0: For me, it's first, it's groove.
1: Groove. <laughs>
0: just the groove of the song. You know.
1: If you can get groovy.
0: Is that groovy, man? No, not like that. But just, just, the, just the groove, the, the, the rhythm, the vibe of the song. And then... That's primary for me. And then the guitar riff. That's the second most important thing mm-hmm. to me that I focus on. Uh, if you get those two right. Great. And yeah. the odd thing is for me personally, even though lyrics are not really what I focus on mostly. And yeah. even like stuff I've been hearing for years, I might not mm-hmm. know half the lyrics of this song, but I've been yeah. listening to it for 30 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if the vocal performance is yeah. subpar, then that's glaring for me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that can turn me off to a band completely. Like there've yeah. been several bands that I know of that are like musically the like, instrumentation wise, they're phenomenal, but yeah. their vocals are like, they're lacking in some area. There's a couple of them that like, I yeah. just want to hear some more dynamic in the vocal range. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I probably that's should super... call them album even though they're a big name <laughs> band. There's a one big name, like fairly heavy metal band currently mm-hmm. that's out there. They've been around for a while. And, like, even when they do a soul song, the, the singers all, get this dark, mm. big voice growling <laughs> into the mic. It's like, yeah. and all the lyrics, all the vocals, all the lyrics are sung that way in every single song. It's like, mm. geez, dude, come on, give me some dynamic, man. Use that for yeah. an accent here and there. But yeah. I want to hear someone that can actually has some vocal range and some dynamic and can do different yeah. stuff with their voice.
1: Well, that's super interesting that you say that because I think if I, for example, heard a song like that, I don't even think I would get to the get get the opportunity to then even appreciate the instrumental because I would have just like switched switched off already. I would have been like, no, the vocals aren't there, so.
0: Yeah, that's where my daughter is. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's Parkway Drive. I can tell you who it is. because they, they're they're a big band. <laughs> Everybody knows who they You're are. You're
1: just naming and shaming I, today. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't care. I, I like some of their stuff. I, they have several songs that I really yeah. enjoy. But I would like to hear more dynamic in the in the vocals. But yeah. instrumentation-wise, their guitar player is straight fire. But really? um my daughter can't stand them because she like she's all about the lyrics and mm. she, the, the vocal performance just doesn't work for her and yeah it's like, oh, that's that's fine there's several big names she's a metal fan like myself but she's mm-hmm. like we we're talking about earlier it's good to you know um pull from different areas yeah. she's recently started listening to like uh marshmallow and some of those the mm. e, e, big name kind of edm people that like will have a right oftentimes have like a, a singer that, that tracks a vocal over their stuff. And, and yeah. she's, she's really kind of gotten into that a lot lately. And I'm like, that's awesome. Mm. I, absolutely. She was, she's a little apprehensive sometimes. I think she tries to like, yeah. she doesn't want to disappoint me. Um, and, and, and I'm just like, You're not going to disappoint me. I don't care what. You you do whatever you want. You do you.
1: (laughs) Mm. I mean, you're just listening to everything right now. So, you know, you just immerse yourself in everything. It's great. And I totally
0: promote promote that with her all the time. I'm like, Mm. you listen to anything and everything that comes your way, you know, just pull from different resources. It'll only help expand you as a musician.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I think I kind of understand where she could possibly be coming from, because for me, you know, when I was younger, I definitely felt embarrassed or like ashamed to admit that I listened to certain artists or genres because it was like uncool, if you know what I mean.
2: Yeah,
1: Um, And I think it's only in the last year or two that I actually admitted to listening to commercial pop, Um, because I think there's like this kind of connotation that you aren't a real soulful artist if you listen to commercial music which is just rubbish you know you listen to whatever you feel and and you connect with you know what I mean
0: exactly I go back to my my all-time motto like I just said a minute ago you do you
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> no one else
0: can so only you can do you and just and do the best you you can yeah I, I don't fault anyone for their their choices um Every once in a while, if you're a friend of mine, I might, you know, I might bust your balls a little bit every once in a while, <laughs> but it's all a good fun. Like I was talking about with my yeah. singer the other, you know, earlier, yeah, I break his balls over, you know, some of his choices once in a while. But, yeah, you know, he's, he's a good dude, and he has a more eclectic taste than I do typically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's good to have in bandmates that have, you know. Like we're saying not only pull from your own influences But mm. the influences of your bandmates as well Like when you're in a band with a four yeah. or five piece now And so between the five of us We've got very broad range of influences
1: mm. That's pretty really cool though It will just, you know, only enhance the sound of the band
0: Exactly mm. So uh, Real quick here I know you you only have one song currently on Spotify correct one track mm-hmm. yeah. and, and you have some on YouTube
1: yeah so I, I yeah I've, I've got these quarantine sessions that I've been doing these past two months and those are all on YouTube and then there's the one single that I have on Spotify that I did last year
0: right and what's that one song that um that you have the video for on YouTube um I'm trying to remember the name, but I actually linked to that video in the uh, artist and the, on the show notes page the other day.
1: I, th- I think is it drip dry?
0: Is that it? I, I don't know. I can pull up the page real quick. That's fine. <laughs> I think that is that, that name sounds. I know. I know the name, but I'm not sure if that's the one I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. To do to do is right there. How about that? Um, yeah, because I no, it was actually send me your kisses.
1: Oh, sending so your kisses.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one you said is a work in progress and wasn't released, but there's a video yeah. for this become a fan favorite, and that's that was what you mm-hmm. wrote. And I, I took what you wrote and just kind of wrote it towards not like first person. <laughs> I just reworded it so it wasn't <laughs> first person for, for, for me yeah. adding it to my post. Um, mm-hmm. But then I linked to that video right under there in the mm-hmm. in the on the show notes page, so that people can go check out yeah. that video too, because it was a really cool video too.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's just it's, it's it's kind of wild. Um, so I, as I said, I, I released a single last year. And I, you know, life was normal. You know, I, I had, I've got a lot of producers that I'm in contact with, and a lot of resources that I can kind of reach out to and try and create content. But I think all that freedom really made me get into my head. So I hadn't released anything after um, Love vs. Lust, which is a single on Spotify. Um, and so when this lockdown happened, I I just by chance grabbed my guitar from my house when I came to my family's home to, to quarantine. And one day I just kind of spontaneously was like, I'm going to just film myself singing and post it online. And I did and it and people asked for more. And so I, I did it again and it it blew up. And then I started releasing like these originals and making little music videos to beats and 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 my platform has literally quadrupled in in two months and and that's send me your kisses I I was so nervous to post that I almost deleted it actually and then and and now it's you know my most popular um video I think I've gotten over um like 50,000 views across platforms on just that song alone so it's it's crazy
0: yeah you we're all our own worst enemies and we're all self conscious <laughs> to some degree but honestly you're a beautiful young woman with an amazing voice you, Thank you nothing should be stopping you you need to be putting out as much as you possibly can like i I really look forward to hearing more stuff from you i, I What do you have? What do you have coming down the pipe? Do you have anything you're about ready to release anytime soon?
1: Um, So I I do have a single uh, that I've been working on for maybe, you know, eight months with um, a fellow South African producer called He Produced It. He's fantastic. He's amazing. Um, But right now I'm actually, you know, because of the success of these quarantine um, sessions, I'm starting to put together an EP so I'm hoping to release Perfect. that um as soon as, as as that can be finished, you know, and I'm I'm really excited.
0: That's awesome. Mm.
1: And I think the the polished version of Send Me Your Kisses will be on that EP because that's just so many people have asked.
0: Of course, yeah, you you put it out and you go back and rework it like it's like
1: mm. artists artists
0: do that all the time. Like I remember Yeah. like last year I took my daughter to her first concert. Oh, what was it? It was her her drumming idol, which don't laugh because he takes a lot of heat for being kind of a one-trick pony drummer. But her her <laughs> first her first drumming idol was Lars Ulrich from Metallica.
1: Mm. Oh wow! Okay. So
0: I took her to see Metallica for her first concert last year.
1: That's amazing! That's amazing.
0: We had to drive out to Lubbock, which from here is about a six-hour drive. Ah. <laughs> the closest they were coming on this leg of their tour, they'd been yeah. here in Dallas on the first leg of that tour like a year and a half earlier. But mm. this is the second, then they went to Europe and they did in Asia and they did, did the whole mm. world tour thing. And then they came back and did another North American leg and they didn't come to Dallas again, but they hit some smaller yeah. markets. They hit Tulsa and they hit Lubbock, which is a town of about a quarter, about a half million people out West Texas where I grew up. Actually, the Those first men- time I ever saw them was in 88 in Lubbock.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Also you've done a whole, you've done a full circle.
0: Yeah, this That's was the fourth incredible. time I'd seen them, actually, but um, mm. it was her first, it was her first concert, it was her first ever really drummer that she really locked onto, as someone mm-hmm. she really liked, so it was really cool to get to take her to go see that, and, um, but I, what I was going with this was that uh, artists, even like that, they've they've played some of the songs they've been playing for 35 years mm. or longer, pushing 40 years now, they've been playing yeah. some songs, and if you listen to that version now that they play live and then you go back mm-hmm. and listen to the album version mm. the the structure is there the bones are still the same but a lot of it is different the vocals yeah. is are completely different like his his whole mm-hmm. vocal style has changed dramatically yeah. during that time um mm-hmm. they used to just use a lot of oversampling to kind of you know ease out the rough edges of his voice a lot and whatnot but he's really more leaned into his own personal mm-hmm. vocal style in more recent years so but mm-hmm. the, even like the guitar solos like um they'll he does some different stuff yeah. and goes from different places with it here and there you know and and so yeah. i it's i appreciate that and hearing how artists grow and their their yeah. own work actually adapts and flows and uh what's the word i'm looking for evolves over the years
1: yeah I think, I think I appreciate that too. And I think it is amazing. I think it's a mixture of both. I think you obviously evolve and you grow. So your, your songs age with you, but I think it's also, you know, partly you're listening or you're singing the same song almost every night. Of course, you're going to get sick of it. So you're going to have to kind of resuscitate it and get excited about it by reviving it in a different way. Um, For me, I'm I, I think I'm a little bit nervous to see how send me your kisses, for example, will age. Am I going to get sick of it and like hate singing my own song? You know, it's a bit nerve wracking, but
0: it does happen. I, 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 you know, I've heard a lot of stories yeah. about that.
1: I, I, I hope, um, I have written something that is potentially timeless.
0: <laughs> Even in my band, I've only, I joined this band. They've been around for a while and with several lineup changes over the years, but, um, mm. I joined last, right about a year ago now. And, yeah. um, but they have some songs, like, between the singer and the drummer are, like, original members. They're the only two original mm-hmm. members still. And um, there are songs from their back catalog that they just – they can't stand anymore. They're like, ah, I don't want to do that. And like, the singer will be like, hey, let's do this one. And the drummer's like, nah, man, I don't want to do that. So th- <laughs> it happens even at that level. You know, they don't even yeah. have any recordings of this stuff yet. they have only done some, you know, a few local gigs here and there. And mm. even at that level, there's certain songs you get – point we were just like yeah i don't want to do that anymore
1: (laughs) just can't just can't do it anymore i i I still feel you
0: we actually just revamped because um we hadn't practiced since october until about four weeks ago because in october there was a round of tornadoes that hit the dallas area oh crazy and did over six billion dollars in damages part of that was our practice studio
1: Oh,
2: no. I'm sorry to. The,
0: the building was structurally intact, but it, it was mm. a lot of damage and a lot of water penetration, and everything mm. got soaking wet. But all of our gear survived, so we we're very fortunate there. Um, mm. But we've just got back in there yeah, it, it was I don't know. It, Honestly, during that hiatus, when that started back in October, was when autonomy mm-hmm. was born. I, I got the idea for this because mm-hmm. I, I love promotion and doing all that stuff. I've kind of yeah. done a lot of that for like small local businesses and different stuff over the years. But then I realized, hey, I can combine that passion with my passion of music and yeah. boom, autonomy was born. So I can't really complain too much. Like That tragedy, mm-hmm. was this was born out of. Then the COVID tragedy, yeah. I'm able to double down on this now. So mm-hmm. it's uh, – there's you got there's always that silver lining. Life gives
1: you lemons, make lemonade.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Life, if, if life gives you lemons, find someone whose life gave them vodka and have a party.
2: <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. I've never heard that before. <laughs>
0: that was a meme I saw quite a while back. Actually, I can't take credit for that one.
1: <laughs> you should just just steal it.
0: Should just kept my mouth shut. Oh. Well.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant
0: well i'm wow. really ex- excited for you go ahead you were saying something
1: huh? no 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 please
0: no man, man wait. what were you trying to say
1: no I, I was just i was literally just saying i it's crazy um when we first started talking i was looking out the window and it was you know uh daylight and now it's it's pitch black outside <laughs>
0: That happens when you've been on uh, recording for an hour and 46 minutes.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. We certainly but, know how to talk.
0: That's that's quite obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I do. I, I don't have any problems talking, so never have. So <laughs> I trip over my tongue a lot, so but hey, there's that. Oh,
1: that's funny. Yeah,
0: this is like probably going to be... A bu- right around the second to third longest i had like two of them in a row that were riding about an hour and 40 to an hour and 50 minutes so we we're mm-hmm. right that range so i haven't had one go over two hours quite just yet so
1: well that's that's <laughs> let's not speak too soon <laughs> yeah that's what I, said, yet.
0: It. I did say yet
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what i was going to say a moment ago was i was i'm looking forward to this new ep of yours how many tracks are you projecting are going to be on it
1: um, I'm looking at, uh, four, but right now as, as we, as it stands, it's three. Um, so I'm, I'm, we're, I'm kind of very flexible about this project. I kind of really want it to be organic and just happen naturally. Um, so if it ends up being three, that's fine by me. Um, because, you know, I, I kind of being an independent artist, it's great. I can do whatever I want, you know? So, um, exactly. Yeah
0: that's like the old formula of like you had to have like 10 to 12 songs typically or 13 for an album Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and it's like why that it was so arbitrary Mm -hmm. Um, i know some bands that put out full albums that were six songs yeah but they might be eight nine minutes long and some of Mm -hmm. them so it's, it's the overall content is still about the same but yeah um the point is that if you have a band and you force them to do like 12 songs on an album. Mm-hmm. They have like four or five that they were really passionate about. Yeah. You're going to get filler. And like almost every yeah. album ever is that just songs that were just filler. They were mm-hmm. like, they're okay. They're decent little songs, but there was yeah. nothing really, really.
1: 100%. I hear you. And that's, and I think it's, I've, weirdly, I've gotten some comments asking me to do like a whole project, like a full album. And I just feel like, you know, I definitely could, but I kind of, Especially, I feel like this is such a pivotal moment in my career right now because this is literally my introduction. And, you know, it, um, introductions are lasting, you know. So I definitely don't want to, I, I'm fearful about filler tracks and I don't feel like I need to put out a huge body of work like that. It's just not necessary. Um, because I, you know, there are some bands that I, for example, love and then I hear filler tracks and it kind of just, my passion for them or my heat kind of dissipates
0: yeah you don't want to water down your Mm. product yeah for sure that that's what i I tell indie artists all the time don't put out something just for the sake of putting it out put out Mm -hmm. what you want to put out your uh, do what you want to do and people that vibe with it will find it eventually and Mm -hmm. and they'll like it yeah Don't just put out stuff just for the sake of getting something out there when it's not something that's really you.
1: Yeah. And considering I'm, you know, still such a young artist, new artist, I think, you know, an album, it would feel premature to do something because, I mean, what do I know just yet? I feel like I still have so much to learn. So I feel like an EP is the the right move for me. It's the next step that feels comfortable and
0: good. And that's that tracks with the indie community overall. That's EPs are like the, what is driving Mm -hmm. the market pretty much these days as far as indie music goes. And, and that makes perfect sense for me because like we said, you get the ones out that you really like that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. and don't bother adding a bunch of filler crap that you're not going to be happy with your, your, Mm -hmm. your fans are not going to be happy with Uh, just don't even bother with that stuff. Just put out the ones you like. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and every, pretty much everybody in the indie community is going that route. And I started asking this question recently to my guests. And um, actually, I've only done asked it once so far. Mm-hmm. And that was on the one episode of this I tried to do on Zoom. And mm. it got corrupted. And oh no, I, I lost that episode. I've actually rescheduled. We're going to redo it. We're going to do a whole new one. Oh next Thursday <laughs>
1: so, oh no that's awful I'm so sorry
0: to hear yeah it's a, a female hip-hop artist named Chels from Florida you may have seen her around t- on Twitter Um, she's she's phenomenal and she's 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 been at this for a while now she's really mm. kind, of, kind of starting to come into her own here really yeah. starting to make some moves but uh, the question I started asking is do you even foresee a need to release a full like eight, ten, twelve track album, and I preface that by um, thinking, are people really consuming it that way? Because when I was younger, when I was first, you know, introduced to my own style of music kind of getting out of what my parents listened to and developing my own tastes. We had cassettes and whatnot, and CDs came along shortly thereafter. And Mm -hmm. when I got a new one, the first thing I would do is put it in and listen to the whole thing front to back. Mm -hmm. But people don't do that anymore. Like I've made a point to do that intentionally with new artists that Mm -hmm. I find that have albums out or artists that I know that have put out new albums. I'll make a point to sit down at some point, put on my headphones so I can get a good quality sound, and listen to the full Mm -hmm. album. But I've only done that like maybe – eight or ten times in the last two years people mm-hmm. just don't do that anymore so do you yeah, find no. any value in really releasing a full album
1: you're you're so right in that I think um I mean emotionally like the the this my soul says yes do it because I do have story like I feel like an album is a whole story right and right. I definitely feel like I have enough within me to want to tell a whole story but you know I can't just be musician i also have to i'm you know my own team right now so i have to think about this business wise and yeah you have to think about this i just just don't have a large enough fan base or maybe even loyal enough fan base right now to ensure that someone sit down and listen to an entire album back to front and you know spend that time that i've put in like you know it's just it's it's way too much effort right now um and i wouldn't necessarily um get uh, how do i word this do do you kind of follow what i'm trying to say absolutely a lot of effort for um what it would most likely receive you know
0: yeah it's it's not roi positive Mm. you're not gonna get the return on investment the the time your time investment in it right
1: exactly exactly and i don't mean to to sound so like business and 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 but you have to think about that but yeah I just think I'd rather wait until a better time where I have a larger audience and it's going to be more worth my time. And you know, I I don't feel a pressure to have to rush that because you know the longer I wait, the I hopefully the better an artist I'll become, and you know I'll only produce a better album. So there's really no rush.
0: You touched on something a minute ago that made that posed a question to me, and um, I'm I mean, i do not know the answer, and I'm sure nobody does, but um you mentioned something about not having a large enough or loyal enough fan base to sit down and listen to a full album from you. And it made me think, I wonder how many people ever actually sit down and listen to the full album when Katy Perry drops. Just do some of the names we've already used mm-hmm. Katy Perry or Taylor Swift, or even yeah. Justin, Justin Timberlake or any of these mm-hmm. major artists that are hugely popular. Yeah. How many people, when they drop a new album Rihanna, whoever mm-hmm. Sit down and listen yeah. to the whole album front to back I would be it's, willing to bet I mean, It's less than it's the 1% diehard. of their di, uh, Less than yeah. 1% of their fan base Yeah it's If more than diehard. a few hundred I think, people, I would be shocked
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm I, I I definitely hear you. And it's 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 exactly what we're talking about. It's because the way we can see music has yeah. changed so much, you know. We you you for example, that um the Pandora you're talking about, I never have they put a whole album on that station for you to go through and listen. You know, it's individual never. songs. It's just it's just not how it happens. So as yeah. an artist you also have to grow with the times and realize that perhaps an album is just not the way forward anymore.
0: There are so many songs. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I think that's also why people, uh, you see artists now who slowly release tracks off their um, album as though they're singles, and then they'll lead up to that album drop. Um, It's not just, oh, here's an album anymore.
0: Yeah, that's what I was planning Like uh, with my first band. I started a band a couple of years ago that – it, we we never got to the three piece we had a me on guitar and we had a drummer and a bass player but we didn't have mm-hmm. a singer and and but we had a few things we were working on and well some you know dependability issues with some members mm-hmm. were kind of a, a thing and then our the bass player like moved to Oklahoma so that kind of oh that's that, the so. works yeah and then or shortly after that I I found the band I'm with now but when I was first starting with that band, I, like I was talking with my drummer, like he and I went to a concert, uh, local at a local like kind of mid-sized venue, you know, five hundred to a thousand, mm-hmm. maybe twelve hundred, you know, person capacity, and um, we'd gone, we did that, and we went to, uh, we hung out together a few times, and we were discussing how to proceed with our um, releases and whatnot. Right. And we had deci- we had decided that we were going to try mm-hmm. and. Uh, we weren't going to do like individual singles by themselves at first. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do like three song EPs and put like mm-hmm. and get like three of those out. Do
2: mm-hmm. so you
0: have like nine songs total out there floating around and yeah. then do the compilation album? Just mm-hmm. like what you were just talking about. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, no, there's... I, I...
2: Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh, no. go ahead.
1: Well, I think I think that just that kind of links to what I um, it feels like days ago when I mentioned it um, when I was talking about, you know, putting is it worth putting more content out? And you said, you know, you've received such a great response from putting more content out. But I think what I'm scared of is, you know, if someone comes and says, oh, I really like send me your kisses, for example, and they go to my YouTube page and see that I only have you know, three other songs, they're going to listen to all of them. But if they see that I have 50 more songs, they're less likely to sit and invest as much time into listening to everything that I've put out.
0: And the the question is, do they need to? Um, <laughs> yeah, honest, yeah. Honestly, when I go to a YouTube page and I see there's only three songs on there, mm-hmm. I'm actually a little kind of disheartened by that. I'm like, oh, they're they don't have reading. they don't have that much content out yet, so maybe I'll come back to mm-hmm. them when they have more, but like I probably never will i may I'll probably never find them yeah. again unless I stumble across them and they're like, oh yeah, I remember this, but but honestly, I would like mm-hmm. to see more content from someone when i when I find them like that
1: that's super interesting to hear. I'll definitely take that on board
0: <clears throat> and I like think go, I'm just uh... I was gonna say, go listen to some of the guys that I've interviewed recently, like um mm-hmm. hip hipster pug that I've mentioned a couple of times already. Pally Ray is a, a hip hop artist from Atlanta that I've mm-hmm. interviewed on here. Um, Modo and the forgotten one. These, these are all guys that are all all three of these guys, hips or pugs at EM guy, but the other three are all hip hop guys. One of them from San Antonio. And I don't remember where Modo is, uh, where he lives, but um, they're all in the U S they, um, they all are putting out mad content like Mm. they're they're actually creating like at least a new song a week then they're not putting out all of it at that rate but they're dropping Mm -hmm. it you know a little bit at a time as they go along but they're just like highly prolific artists that are putting out they're creating mass quantities of music Mm. and they're really starting to gain a following because of their Mm -hmm. frequent schedule of releases of singles. And I could get being a little self-conscious, but you know, people's Mm -hmm. opinions are people's opinions. They're going to have it no matter what. And you can't, Yeah. you've got to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And you were talking about, you know, how you're, uh, you started doing the uh, little videos, just you sitting and playing and singing I'm like, well, of course that hit, you know, Mm because they're scrolling through Facebook and they see a pretty girl sitting with a guitar and a great (laughs) voice. And they're like, Hey, yeah, I like this. (laughs) Of course that took off. No surprise there.
1: (laughs) Well, I just, you know, you, 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 you're always going to question yourself because there, there's so much content out there. There's so many other pretty girls with a guitar singing, you know? So it's, and, it, and there are people out there who have far better vo- voices than me, you know. And so I think as an artist, you're always just going to doubt yourself and compare. And so I'm just trying to navigate this this kind of – this situation right now. And it's it, it can be quite challenging because it really is just me.
0: Yeah, And, you know, I want to drop a little something on you here. The only person you ever really need to con- compare yourself to – is you from yesterday. Mm. Everybody else is gonna do what they're gonna do, regardless of what you do. Right. They're gonna drop what they're gonna drop, and they don't care what you're putting out. They I mean, with it they might like your stuff, but it's not gonna affect what they do. the mm-hmm. uh, um, same goes for you. You you could put out anything you want and everything you want, and what someone else over here does, maybe their voice is a little better or a little worse, maybe they have a little you know, more instrumentation or whatever. Who cares? It's they they're doing them. Don't. I just I hate hearing that from people that they don't want. They're nervous that their peers might, you know, outshine them or something. So they that keeps them makes them fearful of putting out their own stuff. You've Mm -hmm. got such a gift. I I wish you would just I hope you can get past a lot of your self-consciousness and just really start putting out more. Content because I really think you'll do very well with it.
1: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. That, I mean, like I said, you're in that like five percent of people that really stood out among the hundreds that I listened to. So uh, thank you, thank you. Hundreds and hundreds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just you're traumatized from all the that. listening, just hundreds and hundreds.
0: It was just <laughs> such a crazy thing cause I started it just on a whim mm. and like next thing I know I'm just buried and I'm like, holy cow it's cool but wow <laughs> mm.
1: I would I would love to hear some of the um more shocking I bet you heard some really out there lyrics and some <laughs> some interesting things I would love to see some of that
0: yeah I, I couldn't remember enough I tried but like that some of them were just outrageous stuff and it was that was <laughs> Like, man, I can't put that on there. That's just crazy talk. I'm not, I'm just, <laughs> there's something just outrageous, weird stuff too. And there, some of it was kind of like a little more offbeat, kind of strange, mm. offbeat, a little weird. I did yeah. go ahead and add. It's like, okay, yeah, it's kind of cool though. It's a little. It's not. It's not the norm. It's something different and yeah. unique. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But some of it was just like,
1: Whoa, yeah. What made planet. you think
0: that was gonna work? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, we all have to, you know, experiment until we find ourselves. I definitely, I've mean, I've sang in every single type of genre before. I kind of found this sound, so I can completely understand the experimentation.
0: Absolutely, and you know, I'm wanting to experiment some with my band. I'm like, I'm really wanting a us to help, you know, collaborate with others, like a drummer maybe do a track for somebody, and my mm. bass player even because John, a bass player, is a phenomenal bass player, but mm. um. Like he could do crazy stuff, but um, I'm trying to help promote that with within my band. Like y'all go work with others and local people or remotely, whatever we can do. Mm-hmm. Y'all go do that. And not only are you going to get the fulfillment of that, and maybe sometimes you might um, get some royalties off of it at some point. Maybe not. But that's irrelevant. You're getting exposure and you're helping bring more exposure to us at the same time as a band. Mm-hmm. Plus, I want to. St- I really want to start bringing in others into our, f- into the fold and to collaborate with us on our pieces. Mm. I-, I would love to have like a singer like yourself, or like a, a, a rapper like Chell's mm-hmm. or like like these other guys, Moto and whatnot that I mentioned mm-hmm. a while ago. Forgotten One, Pally Ray, um, get some of them to come, like you know, throw a verse on a song for us and mm-hmm. such like that. I'm really wanting to expand that yeah collaboration that collaborative effort more into mm. the rock scene because it's the the genre that's probably lacking the most in that mm. group mm.
1: and that like collaborative effort
0: yeah because a lot of rock and roll stars you know they don't they they want to do their thing and they, they don't mm. want to collaborate And it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of an outdated mentality but i mm. i see where it's coming from but i want to try mm-hmm. to break out of that
1: yeah, kind of the purists, um, not wanting to, to. Perhaps maybe it's the idea of watering it down. I don't know.
0: Yeah, or just like I want to do what I want to do. You know, it's like, well, mm. that's fine. Do what you want to do, but do it with others and share the experience.
1: <laughs> do it with others. I like
0: that. Yeah. You can write yeah. your own songs, do your own songs, but heck, mm. get over here and do one with this with this guy or this girl over here too. On in yeah. addition to that.
1: Mm. I think it's 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 kind of what music is for. I mean, we tend to I mean, obviously you listen to music in isolation, but we tend to also celebrate music together, you know, at concerts, we we yeah. gather at festivals, we you know listen to the radio all together. So it's a very communal um kind of space. And so it, it is nice as musicians as the makers to also make it kind of a community vibe.
0: Right. And of course it all grew out of that more communal aspect because before they had the capability of recording you had to listen live so i mean that mm-hmm. music music could only be consumed yeah. in a communal fashion you had to yeah. go listen to it live or so or, or or happen to have the money to be able to afford to have the artist come in and you know do a personal thing but that was like the wealthy and royalty that would do that and they yeah. even still then they would typically have guests and so it was still a mm-hmm. communal event
1: mm. yeah can you imagine getting Beyoncé to come and sing in your living room <laughs> <laughs> That would
0: be cool, as heck, But like, I would. Yeah. I would be mobbed. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have my whole apartment complex over here, like trying to beat down my door.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> they'd be like, hey, uh, "Can you turn that music down?" Then they look and they're like, yeah. "Oh crap, she's actually there singing!" Wait, <laughs> hey, y'all check this out!
1: I think, oh my goodness, it would be crazy crazy i mean she's just she's pretty much the biggest you can get so
0: her and her husband man
1: (laughs) yeah
0: the two of them they man they're like some of the biggest icons in in the music industry right now
1: yeah yeah biggest living icons definitely
0: absolutely beyonce and jay-z are like top of their game
1: it's incredible i mean that's that's I've I've looked up to Beyonce. She, I I would definitely say she's like one of my biggest like role models musically. I think she's just how do you even reach that level of success? It's beyond me. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, no, like she's she's reached like Whitney level. Yeah. <laughs> she's like way upper echelon levels.
1: Yeah, it's it's insane. It's insane. Everyone knows who Beyonce is.
0: Oh yeah, every single body. There's a household name.
1: Yeah. Yeah crazy um bill i'm so sorry i feel like we maybe have to start wrapping up if that's
0: (laughs) absolutely i was i was gonna get to that here in a moment because we have now gone over for the first time here everybody two hours (laughs) or two hours eight minutes now (laughs) and i'm sure you have things to get get to
1: oh i mean
0: (laughs) i actually blocked off two hours for for this not expecting to go that long, but I, I block out two hours in my calendar, mm. so I won't book anything else oh, during wow. that two-hour period. And I do have actually another call at one o'clock my time in about forty-two minutes.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs>
0: actually, Mike <laughs> Allen, the guy that who's um, um, in the Art Spotlight just dropped this morning. Yeah. I'm actually doing an interview show with him here in in a few in a little bit in less than an hour. So. Oh
1: wow! I hope you're not all chatted out. You're not exhausted.
0: <laughs> oh no, this is this is energizing for me.
1: Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's, to it's, hear it. it's
0: like going to band practice. Like I had mm. band practice last night, and we were there for like three hours, and yeah, I was pumped by the time I left there. It's therapeutic.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's. I, I I have to admit, I've really enjoyed myself. It's it's so nice to have a conversation with with somebody outside these four walls that I'm <laughs> living in.
0: <laughs> I Totally know how that feels. Mm, mm. well lauren before we get off here won't you let everybody know where they can find you and where they can listen to your music and where they can you know social your website and-
1: um well i mean i think i'm i i, I, I pr- am predominantly on instagram so you can follow me at lauren nordstrom um you can also hit me up on twitter um find my music on youtube i have a single on spotify um, but yeah, just, just if you, if you, if you enjoyed, um, my music, then please just follow me somewhere and you'll, you'll definitely get the link to my EP when it, when it comes out. Um, but thank and you all, for tuning in and listening.
0: And all your social links and everything is all on your mm-hmm. website. I, I know I've mm-hmm. been there, but, um, I just want to put that out there for everybody. It's just com, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Awesome. And then I'll, I will link up all this in the show notes and in the description. So if okay. you just if people just scroll down right here as they're listening, they can find those links. And if some podcast players are a little different, they don't like parse links very well. So if you just go to autonomytalent.com forward slash podcasts, you'll find them all listed there and look for Lauren's post and uh, all the links will be right there for you. Uh, so as well as links to the different podcast players that you might, you know, which, which that we pick whichever one you like. Well, Lauren, I, I mean, appreciate you coming on and having this nice long conversation with me. It was, it was a blast. I enjoyed every well, minute of it.
1: No, I loved it too. Thank you so much for having me. I've, I, I've, i am honored to have been selected, and yeah, I've, I've had a great time. So thank you so much.
0: Excellent. Well, um, after your EP drops. You're going to have to come back and do the, Or if, right before it drops, maybe we can do another, maybe a little bit okay. shorter episode. <laughs> but
1: get, get <laughs> well, another episode out there so that we can. I was about to tell you have so to block we can, out three hours so we yeah, can no have a real conversation. We're just, you know, <laughs> getting into it.
0: <laughs> at, at that point, I might as well just, like, pack all my gear up and head to South Africa so I can set yeah. up camp and we can just sit there and do this all day.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll just have a live stream going. Exactly. In <laughs> awesome. Oh, I would love <laughs> to go check so it much. out. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, and have a great rest of your day or evening. You you.
1: Have a good morning. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. Whether you're listening as you're commuting to work or as you're washing the dishes or mowing the yard, we greatly appreciate you listening and helping us to support indie artists everywhere. Be sure to follow us all over social. You can find us at Autonomy Pod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. And we're also at Autonomy Talent on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. Or you simply just go to AutonomyTalent.com slash links. From there, we have links to where you can listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, be it the Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google Play Music, or even Stitcher. And also... There's the Podbean app. They are a hosting service, and they do have their own app. So if you grab the Podbean app, you can actually catch our show as well as many other podcasts. And lastly, if you go to that links page and you still don't see your favorite podcasting app, the one that you like to use, just drop me a note, and I'll be sure it gets added to whatever player you like to use. To send me a message, just go to Autonomy Talent on either Twitter or Instagram, and drop me a quick DM letting me know which app you like to use, and I will go immediately, or as soon as i can and add our feed to that app and while we're on the subject of sending me a message if you are an artist and you would like to be interviewed for this show or have your works featured on the indie artist spotlight episodes that we release on wednesdays and the occasional fridays drop me a line same way twitter or instagram and let me know that you'd like to be featured shoot me a link with some of your work and i'll take a look at it and we'll see what we can do about getting you on the show and that wraps up yet another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcasts. Thank you again for listening and I hope you enjoy this half as much as I do because for me it's it's a ball getting to talk to these amazing artists and getting to feature their works on the Spotlight episodes that we do. It's just it's just fun. So I hope you're having fun with it as well and we're going to keep cranking these things out. So in closing, remember to always live intentionally.